nothing next to Bart Taylor. He's got the style. There's something about the way you ride so naturally. And he's going to prove it. I've never seen such raw determination and talent one kid. Against the factory hotshots. Looks like the local yokel's gonna race after all. It's gonna take a miracle to beat this guy. Against the big money fixers. All you have to do is take out that kid. Against impossible odds. You scared now? This guy doesn't even stand a chance. Yeah, yeah. He's going for it all. Rad. You're listening to Movie Sucktastic. You can all go fuck yourselves. We'll do it live. We'll do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! I can all write it and we'll do it live! Fucking thing sucks! Yeah! Yeah, yeah Scott likes to talk in our intros. What? I didn't know such a thing. Yeah, you lie. I just Man, laughed you... when other people were laughing, that's all. I mean, that's... Oh, that's... okay. <sighs> Hello, everyone. Listen, to, welcome to Movie Sucktastic, where Joey yells at me regularly for, for nothing. I do nothing for I nothing. Do a thing. I don't know about that. Horrible. Anyway, all right. Welcome to episode eighty-five of Movie Sucktastic. Uh, joining us is a friend of the show. He's going to he's going to review BMX Bandits and Rad with us. We uh, we forced him to do it. And uh, we welcome Christian Walner to the show. How you doing, buddy? Good. How are you? I'm doing very well. He doesn't care. Just keep move on. He doesn't care. <laughs> doesn't really <laughs> care on, how you're on. doing. I well, was gonna say first time, long time. You know, glad yeah. to be here. <laughs> so what are the Giants gonna do? You know, come on. <laughs> hey, oh, the fucking Giants! I don't know I don't those fucking talk. guys. Eh, it's not basketball season yet. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm going to put a little uh, BN, BMX bandits, bandits in the background here for oh, everyone oh. to watch. Yeah. What a terrible fucking movie that was. <laughs> well, now, hold on. Between BMX Bandits and Rad, which yeah. one would you rather watch again? Rad. Without Rad. Really? Yeah. You're kidding me. I think BMX I'd rather bandits watch Rad. had the production, but Rad just has the, I don't know. 
Well, BMX Bandits also had a little thing I like to call dialogue. Yes, there is that. It did have a little, but you know what? It it, it went with the two bumbling idiots that were <laughs> were trying to get these walkies back. It went, it went fucking three stooges. Well, not three stooges. But well, hang it just, on. It, yeah. it, the just the end to, to jump all the way to the end. The, well, no, the circus see, well, music look. alone that they played to end the movie. It just, you right. gotta be kidding me. Okay. Yes, now, it let's, had let's, moments of dialogue. Let's I'll dial give it you back that. a moment. Let's dial right. it back a moment and, and give the uh, the actual um, synopsis of the film. Chris, you want to take that? Uh, okay, well, sure. Uh, BMX Bandits is uh, about Dude. three... What? He wasn't prepared for it at all. I just throw it right at him. Tell us <laughs> what the film's about, Chris. Yeah, Scott likes oh. to do that. Especially to our guests. <laughs> hey, know. you just watched this movie. Do what we do. <laughs> <laughs> I remember as a kid watching this movie, and I don't know, it seemed a lot cooler at the time. But yeah, it's, uh, it's just an hour and a half commercial for Mongoose. That's yes. all no, no, it is. No. Well, that, that's, that's rad. We're talking about BMX Bandits. No, no, no. Both films yes. are BMX movies. And yeah. both films are literally an hour and a half commercial for Mongoose. But they don't like, unlike, unlike Rad, which actually mentions Mongoose and has the Mongoose people in it. What are you talking it? about? Uh, the opening shot of the film shows a, a Mongoose handlebar for one of the right. BMX riders' bikes. It's not part like, of It's the, the whole plot. screen. Rat and Rad is actually part of the plot. Well, his name is story. Goose. One of the guy's names is Goose. Yeah, uh -huh. I mean, come on. What does that and, mean? I thought that was from, like, uh... What, what does that mean? Gun? It's mong. It's all. It's all uh, bike related. PJ, I had a fucking mongoose mong uh, growing goose up. Movies pop. like this. Yeah, out exactly. Because tell me that. Because there's that one scene where the cops are listening in, and the, and the female cop. By the way, uh, Australian cops, nicest cops in the world. <laughs> Best cops in the world. They get the kids. They've caused millions of dollars of destruction, risked people's lives. We're you know dealing stole property. We're using it illegally, and the cops take him in and go, "Well, are you are you upset about what you did? Yeah." You promise not to do anything like that again? Yeah. Well, you, yeah. you can go. Go ahead. Nice. We'll, we'll let it slide. But they're but. trying to make up for years <laughs> of being criminals and rapists. I get right. you know that's probably what it is. But the, when the female turned around, she says that oh, PJ Powder Puff, that's bike talk. I, I'll be honest. I was I I was like what? I thought that was like a cartoon. I have no <laughs> idea what what does Powder Puff have to do with BMX? Powder Puff was the girls' version of a BMX bike. There was a bike of a bike. You could buy a Powder Puff bike. Oh, okay. I see. I'm totally in the dark. All I know about BMX bikes is that they they so made. So don't a tell us. Out. Don't tell the two guys that know that it's no, an hour and a half mongoose commercial. But, that it's not an hour and a half mongoose commercial still, for the, BMX. The, the rat is more so because like the mongoose bike is part of the plot. I mean, yeah, you, yeah, you have the names that. and stuff. But I mean, that's what I'm saying. You, it, well, it, bikes it, in general, different companies in general. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the title of this film is BMX Bandits. Right. And 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 just that alone, just that alone just throws out okay, we're we're going to have bikes in the movie and we're going to do a lot of stunts with bikes. It, just the, the near the end of the film, there's a 20-minute chase scene with a car and them on their bikes, showing all the cool tricks that they can do, jumping uh, off of fucking cliffs. I mean, come on. So don't I'll, say I'll, it's I'll, not a commercial for BMX for either film. Don't, yes, Rad is more blatant. But that's this, a, that, that's but this point. is three years prior to that. It's still pretty fucking blatant. But in to, BMX even to the point Bandits, that the even, movie's called BMX Bandits. 
even though you have the BMX Bandits title and they're in the background, the story doesn't really involve the bikes themselves. Whereas in it's just they just happen to be a, a, a background. They're, you know, they're 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 not instrumental to the plot. They could have they could have been on skateboard. Well, I mean, exactly their whole movie. thing is they want to raise well, money well, to me, fix their bikes. Let me finish my point. God damn it! All I'm saying there is that BMX. There was a pause in there. <laughs> there was no such thing as a pause in there, sir. <laughs> All I'm saying is that the plot was not the plot to BMX Bandits is not dependent upon the Mongoose brand, whereas in Rad it is. So in Rad, it's an integral part of it. It's a Mongoose movie. Where in BMX, they could have been on skateboards. It would have been the exact same film. And but you do bring up one good point. I do remember sitting watching the film and like 45 minutes, 50 minutes into it, I'm like, you know what? There's no BMXing in this movie. <laughs> they're st- they're running through graveyards. They're stealing uh, walkie talkies. They're being interrogated. There's not enough BMXing. Then when they start the BMXing, twenty minutes later, it's like I've had enough BMXing. Can we stop with the BMXing? Yeah, it, it, literally anywhere from fifteen to twenty minutes of just a car chase after these kids on their BMX bikes. But we stepped on Chris's toes. Toes. What's this, uh, Chris? What's the synopsis <laughs> to the film? <clears throat> well, the two hero characters, I guess you'd say, PJ and goose have uh damaged their bikes and then they need money to repair them so and then in i don't know i don't know how many minutes in nicole kidman shows up in her first role ever and uh she wants to she can't afford she loses her job she can't afford to uh to buy a bike so now they all three of them need bikes and then they stumble across some uh, villains who uh, uh, stashed a bunch of walkie-talkies from America. They're special, <laughs> right? And, and, and the special. talkies, uh, the, the the talkies, it's a one-way talkie. Cops can hear them, but uh, or the, they can talk to each other, but cops can't hear what they're talking about. Yeah, they can because they spend half the. Oh cops. no 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 no! The the what, what which what? How did they explain it? The bad guys it? can hear the cops. The bad guys can hear the cops. But only after they have they they have to be fixed. That was the in right. the movie. So they go out on a, on a pier, or they 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 take the boat out and they uh, clamming. What? Clamming. Right. Well, that's irrelevant. <laughs> in order to make money. It's not irrelevant. <laughs> in order to make money, they have to sell seafood. Three right. kids. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, but instead, they turn to a life of crime and steal some property they find hanging off a right. dock. And, and they, uh, right, and they and take those and it happens to be the walkies, which they <laughs> then try to sell throughout town, which they do successfully uh, more than once. But the guys that go that are going to pick up the talkies are, are in this gang that are about to do this big job, and they need the talkies. So hilarity ensues of these two <laughs> bumbling idiots trying to go after these three kids and get their talkies back. So they can get uh, the, this big job done, and that's pretty much it. Yes, two guys chasing after three kids with what some dialogue need? in between. They tried to throw a little bit of romance in there, but it didn't really nah, stick. Too young. What are they? Fifteen. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> too young. Too old. Too young. I mean, Nicole Kidman did this in 1983, and then uh, she. Uh, her next, her first American release. Oh, what the fuck was it? It was that boat movie, Dead Calm. Dead Calm. I think that was Sam her first. Neil. Yeah, and um, oh, what the fuck? I think is Billy name? Zane. Billy Zane. Yeah. Zane and uh, Zane. Uh, Neil and uh, Sam Neil. Neil. Sam Neil. Sam Neil. 
And yeah. uh, that was in 88 or 89. Just a mere five or six years after this film. So, Who's first... your favorite biker? I don't know. I, I kind of liked uh, I like Boost, Nicole Kidman. <laughs> Come on. I'm going Nicole Kidman. See, now that's a I don't care if she can because... ride a bike or not, personally. Well, give a fuck. Well, Anytime you do the tricks, you know, you think you're looking at Nicole Kidman and you're not. You're looking nah. at it. Stunt. But when you're a kid, you're like, hey, look at Nicole Kidman in those tight pants. And then you realize, uh-oh, it's, it's not a guy. Nicole Kidman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, how right you are. <laughs> and I, 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 dig, I dig her natural, like, pre-Hollywood hair. Just oh, like yes. fucking Yahoo serious all the way. Just, <laughs> just shooting right out there. Yeah. <laughs> Holy! I boy. was gonna say the plot revolved around putting bubbles in beer, but that would have probably been too esoteric. <laughs> oh now we would have got it. <laughs> nobody, awesome. nobody. And call me silly, but but the, the, the actor that I'm, I'm sorry, Joy, I talked over you. What? No, no, no. I was just elaborating that no one other than everyone in the podcast right now would have got it. I'm sure they would. Yahoo's, Yahoo! Young Einstein was a very popular film when it came out, unless you. I yeah, maybe. I don't it, know about that. It was it was it was popular enough to get Yahoo Serious hosting MTV specials. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that happened yeah. for what ten minutes. Well, in 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 our you know in in pop culture lingo, it was you know enough to make him his money. I don't know what you're stepping I'm, on. I'm sure yeah. if you go to Australia, Yahoo Serious is probably like you know one of their top rung people. Yeah, Paul Hogan. Then Yahoo Serious. <laughs> oh no, Yahoo Serious first. I don't know about that. Actually, I've, realistically, there are all there is actually a lot of Australian actors coming out of there. I mean, Mel Gibson, Chris Hemsworth is the new guy. Russell Crowe. Uh, have you seen Nicole Kidman? Obviously, ACDC. Bruce Spence. Yeah, Ooh. Bruce Spence. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, you know what's funny about that? I've seen Finding Nemo probably forty times this week. Uh huh. And Bruce Spence is one of the sharks. And what's, I'm just nice. what's, what's funny about that? It's just that I know who he is. <laughs> it's just okay. I'd say unusual. I don't know if it's funny. I mean, he well, was no, in, the, fun, he the was funny in, part uh, is I've seen Finding Nemo forty times this week, and I'm not, not really exaggerating that's not funny. on the that's, number. That, that's not sad. Funny. That's just yeah, sad. it is. That's it is sad. fucking sad. <laughs> I, I've come to the conclusion that I'm allowing my son certain films to ruin for me. Like you can't have Willy Wonka. I'm not. I can't watch Willy Wonka twenty times in a week because it'll destroy it. This um, isn't about your son, sir. This is no. About I know. Well, it, it does have to do with cinema. Nothing will ever destroy Willy Wonka. Try watching it twenty times in a week. I have. Who has it? And I don't have a kid. Dude. Uh, <laughs> I just. I, I just have this fear that he's gonna want. He's, he's going to want to watch certain films over and over and over, and it's just going to ruin it for Very well. I, I do, too. <laughs> really? Yeah. I can watch mm. Rad over and over and over, and it hasn't been ruined for me yet. I, 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 I can't believe that. I, I, I can't see how you'd pick Rad over BMX Bandits. It's bizarre. Well, I, it's, it has to do with the timing involved. Like, BMX Bandits was a little young. I got a little bit older, and, you know, who can, who can beat the, the uh, soundtrack with... Oh, Such gracious as John Farnham. <laughs> Although and, I will uh, say, are you talking about uh, BMX Bandits Rad. or are you talking about no, the Rad. soundtrack Red? Okay, the only song in that film that I truly like is that song "Send Me an Angel." 
Real Life. life. Yeah. Yep. I, well, that, I love that fucking song. Yeah, it's a great one. It's like the ultimate 80s soundtrack there, like from the opening Breaking the Ice song. Well, I'll, I mean, a lot of synthesizers and and pretty much the rest of the soundtrack, except for that real Warner. life song. That was a real '80s band doing, you know, having a real '80s video. Which, hey. by the way, are from Australia, which fucking well, so ties is, in the two films. Just even so on is the John Farnham. Right, John Farnham is huge in Australia. Huge. huge. He's like he's on like their version of uh, American Idol or something like that. Oh no called shit! Australian never. I mean, yeah. no, but what I'm saying is, it's the ultimate '80s soundtrack because it's all like like light rock ballads all the way through. Wow, yeah, I, every, every song has a montage for it as well. There's like five montages through the film. It's almost up there with Vanilla Ice, uh, Cool as Ice, as far as montages per per minute. Yeah, yes, but I. But what? I'll, I'll give you yeah. that BMX Bandits is probably the better made film. What's yes. Better plot structure, better dialogue, but Rad for some reason has that. You know, it rem- my childhood '80s feel to it. I remember watching that when I was, God, maybe 11 years old, and it just it has it just BMX Bandits was always a film that I didn't I didn't ever I didn't see that till later in life. I didn't okay. see that until I was in my teens. Brad, I actually saw, grew up with it, knew the film, so maybe see, it's I- a sentimental value. I don't know. I saw both as a kid, but the one thing that got me is in my mind, I kept saying to myself, I know BMX bandits because I remember that scene where the kid's riding on top of the log stack. And then I had to watch them both for this. I was like, oh, wait, that was uh, rad. I don't remember ever watching rad, but I remember that scene, and I always attributed it to BMX. No. That weird. Rad, rad has the star power. What? Behind. Yeah, it's got a lot of big names in it. It's, it's ridiculous how many people are in rad. Yeah, Ray well, Walston. Talia Shire. Right. Well, is that a star power for Jack that? Weston? Talia Shire. What? She's she bored doing Rocky films. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like, come on, you're a fucking Coppola for Christ's sakes. My <laughs> fucking lord, what are you doing? <laughs> what, it, it, are, are Jack Weston and Ray Walston really like the star power you need for a, a, that time period? It just no, seems a bit. It's not, uh, no, we're not saying that. You know, it, 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 they tried to make this film with all these big name actors. We're saying. We're surprised at how many notable, you know, recognizable actors are in the movie. Sure. Even the, the love interest. I mean, she was in the now, uh, to be fair. family of uh, Family House. Uh, Full, Full House. House for years. Yeah, Full House. You know? And yeah, yeah. She, she, she's, a, she's a wonderful and, example. And the, of the main pop-up. villain, the blonde-haired, uh, blue-eyed guy. I mean, Olympic he's a famous gymnast. Olympic gold medalist. Yeah. Olympic gold medalist. Come on. And don't forget Sergeant Smith. Yeah. Sergeant Smith. <laughs> Why is every villain from the '80s blonde hair and blue eyes? I mean, is that really like Hitler's, you know, vision? I mean, do God, they I always so. they they always go blonde hair, blue eyes for these '80s villains? And most of the time, they're young, uh, you know, teen or early, uh, you know, right. early twenties. And then the poor underdog is always like that swarthy kind of like semi-Italian, where it's not enough to be <laughs> oh, annoying. Right. Jesus Christ! <laughs> semi-ethnic. <laughs> exactly, semi-ethnic. They're white, but they got just a tint of flavor to them, so they're not what? really. Oh, why would you do that? <laughs> just a tint of olive and like the dark hair, the European uh, hair. Okay. Yeah, well, they were in like. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Anyway, that was but, more. Uh, that was more of a, of a, uh, 
I don't know where were they in Dubuque or something like that in Rad. I don't even remember. It was oh, Nowhereville, you know. I love USA. that part where, where um, where oh, they're where, driving uh, up. Crew, crew and the girl, no, they're, they're they're riding the bikes and they stop and they're in front of this flat, ugly valley with just like <laughs> low houses and yeah. like no, barely like a, a thin sliver of mountains in the back and it's just depressing and squalid and so like, wow, it's it's beautiful out it's here. It's so beautiful. Like, I know. Got, I thought the same exact thing. I look. I'm like, it, it looks practically like a fucking wasteland. Did you scout? Did you scout the area before you wrote the scene? Did you? Did you? Oh God! Yeah. It's, well, how about okay. when the the fucking punks, uh, the twins, and the what, and the blonde hair, blue eyed guy come in and are like, "Oh man, look at this place! I'm surprised these roads are even paved." <laughs> All I can imagine when she said it's so beautiful around here, like behind the cameraman, there's like waterfalls coming down the valley and you know, like <laughs> swallows formation. Is uh. yeah, and then they start riding their bike and it pans over. I'm like, what the fuck? Well, like you had the pan shit. over. So they get- so they can get to that makeshift, uh, like, Gilligan's Island water slide they find in the middle of the Well, I was just going to bring up the fucking 12-foot water slide that they have to go in super slow-mo so it doesn't take one and a half seconds to get to the bottom. <laughs> the montage it's, number three. Basically, <laughs> what they didn't see is over the hill, the nuclear power plant that's spilling waste into the <laughs> sluice way as they slide down. And they're doing it fully clothed, uh, sliding down this, uh, this half pipe. And I'm like, who the <laughs> fuck does that? And they... They, had, they cut out the two hours they had to wait because they can't really slide down that pipe until, like, half the town flushes simultaneously. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. At, at least BMX Bandits had, like, nice scenery. And now, let's be fair, BMX Bandits might have star power if you're in Australia. It's an Australian film. Yes. So let's yeah. give it a... Now, and I, I gotta say one thing, because you're knocking the bumbling, the two bumbling crooks in that. I have to give them credit, because I was, at one point... Yeah, I was like, okay, the typical bumbling cr- uh, criminals. When they first uh, approached Nicole Kidman and said, okay, let's play pretend we're cops and try to right. trick her, and it doesn't work. And so then after that happens, it doesn't work. But they keep doing the cop thing. Like, they get into it. So when they're chasing them through town and they're driving through the mall, they keep stopping people. It's like, out of the way, police business. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> like, they just wouldn't drop it. It's like, I, they're still playing cop. I thought that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed that. I enjoyed where they're just like yelling. Oh, at people, I'm just oh. itching to uh, kill. Oh no, I'm just iking to kill somebody. <laughs> Dude, they're fucking fifteen. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I've seen that blonde guy before. That blonde creepy dude. I've seen him somewhere. I don't yeah. know where. I know. Might be in Mad Max or something like that. Actually, one of those. That's what I'm saying. If you watch a lot of these Australian films, they're, they're, I, I thought I recognized quite a few faces in there as well. <laughs> What's his name? David Argue, I believe his name is. Argue? Yeah. David uh, Argue. Whitey. His name was, yeah, was Whitey. Yeah. And then Mustache. I recognize Mustache, John Lay. He looks Oh, he was in he was in Gallipoli, split. which is a fa- which is a big movie. Or well, actually big they movie. were both in Gallipoli. Yeah. Gallipoli. Um, but John Mad Lay, Max. he he Mad, for Mad a split Char- Oh yeah. Yeah. Chris had it. Uh John Lay was uh Mad Mad Max. But for a split what was second, he, what I was thought his name he in was, the movie? Um, Charlie. Charlie. Uh huh. For a split I second, I, th- I thought he was um, he was in Dead Alive. He played uh, the son. For a split second, just because his accent sounded a little bit more oh. New Zealand. And David argues in Razorback. Mm-hmm. Oh, was he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the Return of Captain Invincible. I knew I recognized him. He's the Italian salesman in Return of Captain Invincible. <laughs> and No Escape with uh, Ray Liotta. I've never oh. seen that. 
I keep avoiding seeing that. Dude, please continue to keep avoiding it. Shrimp on the Barbie. <laughs> he was on Shrimp on the Barbie. Didn't you review that? We did. Yeah. There you go. Oh, yeah, he played Kevin. <laughs> oh! Which is, oh. A, for whatever reason, a very popular Australian name. <laughs> I don't know why Kevin is so popular. I guess I definitely, it's the, I, the equivalent of Michael in America. I don't know. I, I like Kevin. Yeah. Kevin's all right, I guess. Everybody and has everybody else seen the Return of Captain Invincible? No. Uh, and Dude, David Argue was in that. Yeah, he pl- he plays uh, an Italian salesman. Oh, <laughs> but that's it's it's a musical. You have Christopher Lee and Alan Arkin. They play a a, sup- a, a washed up alcoholic superhero, and then Christopher Lee is like the the bad guy. Alan Arkin sings country western songs in it. It's awesome. <laughs> it's a musical. It's like the best worst movie ever. I have a copy. I bet nice. you do. I'll line I'll it, I'll it. Well, I'll line it up with you guys. But anyway, I don't, I, mean, I don't think I've ever seen that. Look, BMX Bandits. Yeah, it had the. It had a clearly had a bigger budget. Mm-hmm. It had it had better scenery. It had. I don't know. It just. It. Did, I guess maybe it was the Australian thing that threw me. That and I again, won't return. And, and, yeah, that could be it too. And again, the dialogue—I thought it—it it t- took time with the characters, and they were humorous, and there was a lot of back and forth, and it, so it just it entertained a bit more. Where, where it, like where Rad had to fill up all the empty space with these. Uh, then again, BMX Spanish filled up a lot of empty space as well, but it filled it all up in one big like half-hour chunk of a race. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. whereas Rad spread out the montages. See, but Rad was all about the action, and I credit that to Hal Needham. The director, but it had less action. I don't think so. No, it had, it had a lot more. It had a lot more like montages, stunt like you said. Work. It had yeah, stunt a lot work. more stunt work, a lot more practicing. You know, a lot more stunt. Uh, like the air walk that he does. You know, he tries that like three times, finally gets it. I mean, st- stuff like that. In the loop, loop. Air walk. Yeah. Okay. All right. Whatever it's called. It was, it was called mean, an air walk. He went. He went in a circle. He didn't, he was not walking. Why would you call it an air walk? That's what it's fucking called. I don't know. <laughs> it's a stupid name. <laughs> but, but, I mean... I know, I made it up on the spot. You like there's it? Pra- <laughs> there's practical <laughs> stunts in BMX Bandits. You know, there's like 15 minutes of them hopping on the wheels and shit. It's because uh, you probably didn't get any no, real... What, I mean, there I'm, was real BMX uh, stunt people, you know, people that actually do BMX stunts and ride for a living in rad. Whereas in BMX yes, Bandits... That was the point. Right, that's what right. that's why you don't Whereas, have to pay for right. stunt Whereas in stunt BMX riders. Bandits, they got everyday kids that knew a couple of tricks. Right, because then you can that's... if you hire the stunt people to act in the film, you don't have to pay for actors. Exactly. Or you don't have to pay so, for stunt people. You know, you're, you're well, cutting the budget there. Well, they what needed I'm... to. How else are they going to pay Jack Weston? Why is Jack Weston in there? I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Jack Weston. This but is why a low point there? in his career. He did Ishtar the same year, <laughs> or the following year. Jack Weston's you know? had a lot of low points. Let's be yeah. honest. <laughs> was he ever in a high point? Uh, yeah, he's done some really good films too. Now, Short Circuit Two was probably his low point because that's like his last film. <laughs> I like Short Circuit Two. I always like Short Circuit Two as well. I, I like Michael it. McKeon. I'm a big Fisher Stevens fan. Fisher I liked Stevens. It. Does- doesn't make it a good movie. I liked it, but that. <laughs> yeah, we should review my science project at some point. Oh, oh. that's awesome. That's I on, haven't seen on, that for a long time, and I remember really enjoying it. So I would like to revisit that. I wanted, I wanted Fisher Stevens' car. 
in that movie. Oh, you yeah. The, the fucking middle finger? Yes. Come on. Just that alone was speaking good of, enough. Speaking of middle fingers, yeah. Ray Walston gives the middle finger the Jack Weston. For, <laughs> yes, he does. For, for yes, everyone does. listening, Ray Walston is uh, my uh, my Uncle Martian. or My my favorite Martian. My yeah. favorite Martian. He was, uncle, he was the uncle. My favorite yeah. Martian. Or he was he was that Pappy wasn't the name in Popeye movie. Show. I know. I'm just saying. That's why my I got favorite to be... uncle who is a Martian. Was that the you know, name? You of know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uncle Martin. Yeah, but that no one else uncle. does. Thank you, Uncle Martin. <laughs> that's what I meant to say, Uncle Martin. In but my no one else Martian. understands what you're saying. They do but because you clarify. Bill Bixby. Bill Bixby. Huh? Oh, Bill he was Bixby. in it too. Yeah, he was yeah. right. Yeah, but Ray Walston gives him the fingers. Like that's that's a perfect moment right there. On his m- mongoose bike. Yeah, on his mongoose yeah, bike. <laughs> Never a this more world awkward... would be better without children. <laughs> the curmudgeon. Which, which yeah. is a re- right, which is a reprise of a song from the Popeye movie. Oh, yeah, Kids, who needs them? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the end he had only the done five years earlier. That's my favorite film by him, by the way. Pappy. Oh, come on. He's He's been so much stuff. Oh, yeah. So- Back, it's like hard to but I'm up. such a huge Popeye fan. I don't think I, I don't think I, I don't think I have another favorite film by him. I like other films that he's done, but yeah, I don't know. No, Popeye was the probably my greatest Ray Walston experience. Love Popeye. I would say we should review Popeye too, but that's just going to be, you know, how much we love it. Fest. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's going to be a 22 minute episode. That's, that's the all. problem reviewing stuff you like. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to say, oh, I liked it. Okay, what'd you like about it? Well, I like this. And then that's it. You're done. <laughs> it's more fun, fuck, you know, trashing. Shitting shit. on stuff, of course. Yeah. I mean, really, the last good film that Ray Walston, that Jack Weston was in, if you don't count uh, Dirty Dancing, which I don't, uh, <laughs> maybe The Four Seasons, because that was, like, up for an Oscar. I, uh, some Oscars, I think. I think. I wrote to China. Uh, maybe. I've never, <laughs> I've never seen Gator, so I'm not sure. Gator. Of, uh... That just sounds terrible. He was in a bunch. He was in a bunch of those. He was, in, he was in Fuzz as well, which was the, uh, that was the, the other um, Fuzz. Uh, fuzz. Starring not Super Fuzz. Not Super uh, no. Fuzz. No, not, not Super, super fuzz. fuzz. Fuzz based on a uh, Ed McBain novel. Uh, the crime procedural, and it has goddamn oh, yeah, Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds is in it, just uh, like in, uh, just like Gator. So I say like he's been in a bunch of Burt Reynolds films too. See, I'm telling you, it's Hal Needham. That's the connection right there. They must have been friends. Yeah, I, I buy that definitely. Because Hal that. Needham did Smokey and the Bandit, uh, mm-hmm. Cannonball Run, Stroker Ace, Hooper. They're all Burt Reynolds movies. He owed him a favor. Ah, Hooper, back when dr- driving drunk was, like, fun and humorous. <laughs> probably it, was, it, was, it probably knew Jack Weston's brother, who was the major porn director, producer. Nice. <laughs> yeah. know that. We did, yeah. When we did Ishtar, I did a whole, I did a ton of homework on Jack <laughs> Weston, and it came out that his brother was some huge porno uh, producer and director in the 70s and 80s. And and I was you know naming like all of the movies that he's done, and there were some really famous movies in there. You know, the golden age of porn. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So it was kind of interesting that his brother was some big you know major. It's, it's porno not Silver star. Age. What's is that? Is it Golden Age or Silver Age? Golden uh, Age. Well, of cinema. I'd say 
I don't know. That's when all the that's when they still used like film, right? Not VHS. Seventies when they were actually making movies. Yeah, and then right, with, when the eighties hit, eighties yeah, eighties became all vi- videotape and the production value cranked down drastically. Then you had to have some money to make a porno in the seventies. Once the eighties hit and, v- and videotape come into play, you could do it on like with no budget and just you know pay the actors and cocaine in your set. <laughs> right. Yeah. His brother, his brother Anthony Spinelli. Was his uh, was his moniker for porn? His real name is Samuel Weinstein, and obviously Jack. His name, his real name is Jack Weinstein. Yeah. Uh, making films like Gang Bang Bitches Thirteen, nice and Pump okay, House Slut. All right, I find I find it odd that every time we talk about kids' movies with bikes, we end up talking about pornography. Let's dial it back a bit. What are you talking okay. about? You're the only one that made that connection. What? Pro- We're talking about Jack Weston, then we just naturally went into his brother doing porn, and now I'm reading porn titles, like The Last Condom. And, we just you know, naturally went into the pornography. Portrait of a Nymph. <laughs> no One to Love. That one had a real plot, I guarantee it, with a name like that. Anyway. All right, I have to point out, now, watching these films now, we're in the year 2000-something, and you're watching these films from the uh, uh, mid Did you uh, just mid, say we're in 2000-something? Yes, I did. And I'm, am Wait. I incorrect? No. So moving on. <laughs> and we're watching these these BMX movies that came out at the height of the BMX craze, which was from like 1983 to 1986. This is like the beginning and the end right here. Just say and, 80s. But what? Just say 80s. BMX craze was a little earlier than 83, and it was a little later than 86. Just say 80s. <laughs> is this thing on? I'm just waiting for you to finish. Continue. <laughs> Thank you. Don't make me the, mute your shit, and then Chris and watching, I will do the rest of the show. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. The, in the 30 years between these films, 20 to 30 years between these films, you mm. were watching it now. That opening scene, the first thing that catches me is three BMX kids riding their BMX bikes down these stairs, uh, these concrete stairs, and not one of them grinds on the railing. There's absolutely no grinding anywhere in the it's 80s. It's more skateboard That's because thing. it didn't exist. Yes, grinding exactly. doesn't exist. So, like, you're watching it now. It's like, what's so... They're not even grinding on anything. They're, the most they do is, like, they just jump things and ride on things. It's a, I mean, watching it now, it's kind of unimpressive what's, what was considered stunt work back then because all they're really doing is just riding their bikes and occasionally hopping on them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, doing That's all. I'm just, I'm just breaking up. You know, in, in hindsight, looking, watching them now, you go back there. It's like, wow. You know, what we considered cool back then is really kind of lame, considering oh, what we do most now. Most things that we consider cool are considered kind of lame now. That goes for almost anything. That I mean, look for at any, maybe something itself. I did last week. I definitely, I guarantee you, something you did last week is lame. Yes. <laughs> I guarantee you, something you did earlier today is now lame. I'm doing it right now. You're doing it right now. If you if you're not careful, I'll take a picture of it. Uh, <laughs> whoa. Now what? No, I'm just pointing out that again, like these films really don't withstand the test of time. Just as far as the BMX, you know, it's like watching Hacker now, or uh, you mean hackers? hackers? Shut up, Hackers <laughs> now, or um, uh, War Games. War Games. That's that's one games. of my pet peeves with films. I may still enjoy the film. The, a lot of times they don't hold up. Films that that don't show age, that go out of their way to not show age, uh, trying to make a movie that doesn't really show a lot of modern technology or 
uh, doesn't go out of their way to show uh, even vehicles and maybe uh, a lot of, um, you know, maybe like the type of clothing that they wear. A film that can do that to show, to not show its age is almost timeless. You know, there's very few films that can do that where it was made at one point where you watch it now and you don't get the sense that, wow, that this movie looks like it was made 30, 40 years ago because of the surroundings in it. It's, I don't, it's, very, it's very rare that you see a film accomplish that. I don't only, know. I'm sorry, okay. go ahead, Chris. No, go ahead, Chris. No, I was going to say, the only movies that really do that are movies that, like, are specific to the time, like, like The Godfather. Like, you watch The Godfather and you right. see all the old stuff and 40, you're like, okay, you know, but that's 30, when 40s mafia. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's when it's, but if you take movies, like, I would see, I would go with Red over BMX Bandits in that respect because Red has, the bikes haven't really changed all that much. Right. So I can I can get into it more. I can I can stay into it. Whereas BMX Bandits was all like I don't know well, the clothing the the okay the, the one character was practically wearing fucking Daisy Dukes when he's walking across the street in one scene. I'm like, oh, what are you wearing? He's wearing these super <laughs> tight red shorts. Well, PJ, and yeah, he was wearing the short shorts. Yeah, the only part. Well, you gotta wait. Let me finish. The only part of Rad that takes me out of that uh, zone is the dance. <laughs> I like the music. I Send like the music. An but, but not to mention right. the the terrible filming where you see Lori Loughlin's stunt double numerous times. Oh, constantly in in that scene. But uh, the twins, Rex and Rod, <laughs> with their futuristic yeah. Buck Rogers. Tuxedos outfits. or whatever they yeah. were wearing, and the girl in the skin tight leotard, uh, like zebra stripes or whatever that was, it's like tiger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you beat me to it. I was going to bring that up. So what about this, Chris? <laughs> that reminded me uh, of the outfit that Rusty walks out of uh, in Italy <laughs> in the uh, <laughs> National Lampoon's European Vacation scene, where they go spend yes. money. It, l- yeah, it reminded less, me a lot uh, of that outfit with less minus, style and class. Yeah, minus exactly. the beret, yeah. Minus the well. Yes. Well, they, but those yeah, those two '80s girls were with all the fashions where they go into the cl- uh, they go into the clothing store and make fun of the uh, plain clothing, and it's, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, that's like an '80s. That's like enough '80s to like to poke you in the eye with. Yes, but uh, I, I I would go a bit further than what you're saying, and I don't think it's technology like outdated technology per se. Like if you watch an old film where they're using rotary phones and they have like the big computers with the spinning wheels behind them, it doesn't really take you out of it. I think it's when they make it like an integral part of the movie or a hype on it, like with war games where the technology is like a focus of your attention, or in these you know, or yeah, or in these sure. dated films where the where the stunts are the focus of the attention, because then you're automatically drawing attention to something that's you know is going to be out of date within a decade. Well, well just the fact that just in war games alone, he uses a payphone at one point. <laughs> there, are, there aren't any payphones anymore. There are some payphones there, here there's and there. So few payphones. So few payphones. But, I mean, just little things like that. But the, the, my point being is, because there's so few payphones, when you watch the film, it goes, wow, when was the last time you really saw a payphone? Or, there's so few payphones. Just right. little things like that. And and I know what you mean hey. by that, but if they use a rotary phone, I'm just saying even little things like that. A film, a not very few, a not very many movies go out of their way to, to make themselves timeless. That's all. No. Well, they I don't mean, have to, as long as it's integral, as long as like it flows with the film. I mean, if you're watching... That would it, be, if, if I was to make a film, that would be my number one priority, would be to use as little technology as possible 
uh, or if I were to use it to try and, and, and think of in a way, it's like, will this look dated, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40 years from now? There's a difference. You, you know what I mean? But there's a difference between like dated as in it's not around anymore and dated as in like, oh, Jesus, what the fuck were we thinking back then? <laughs> that's that's the difference we're talking about. There's a difference between, oh, gee, he's at a, he's a payphone and, oh, look, I'm using the, the modern technology of a modem. Let me put my foot receiver on this machine and oh, let God. it talk for half an hour. There's a difference. There's there's a focus. There's a difference between, oh, look, they're riding bike, BMX bikes back in that movie in the old days. And then, oh, look, the big stunt is that he's hopping on the back wheel and that there's handbrakes. It, it's there's because <laughs> well, back then yeah. that was new and cool. But now it's like, okay, yeah, whatever. So that's all I'm getting at. Okay. And I and if I was going to do a movie, I, I'd focus more on the screenplay first. But, you know. Well, hey, you can't have anything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I got to, like I said, I'm, you're still not going to convince me Rad is still better than BMX Bandits. I, I think it's a better production of BMX Bandits. Well, BMX Bandits this way. Had, yeah. Was BMX Bandits released theatrically in the U.S.? I don't think so. I don't know. Yeah. Whereas Rad was a major release in the United States. It was there, you know, it, it was three years after Rad or after BMX Bandits, but BMX was still, you know, uh, alive and well. So when they, they tried no. to release it, what? In no, 1986, it, BMX was still huge here in this I'm country. Saying, I'm, say, I'm saying no, it did not have an American release date. Oh, BMX Bandits. Correct. Yes. I mean, it went, uh, oh, you know what's funny? Also known as Shortwave, the U.S. Uh, bootleg. That was the U.S. bootleg title. It was called Shortwave. Yeah, I always remembered this film, <laughs> BMX Bandits, uh, Bandits. I always remembered this film being hard to get. And one of those movies where if you could get a bootleg of it, was like, it was. wow, look what I got. It was for a while. Just like Rad is now very hard to get. Yeah, they yeah, had a Bandits. of Rad. Hmm? They made a yeah. laser disc uh, of Rad. That was the yeah. last time it was produced, like as a you know. Well, what's interesting is uh, Rad. It's been on cable. It's been on a channel called NHD, and mm -hmm. they actually restored Rad to a high definition copy. Yeah. Oh, so it, it actually it is in high def, and, there, and it's funny when they do things like that. Like for instance, this uh, Rad was uh, restored and shown in in high definition. On a channel called NHD, the yeah. the um, uh, Billy Jean, the the Legend of Billy Jean, yeah. also remastered and shown in high def on Universal HD. Thank neither God film is neither film has been released on <laughs> Blu-ray, although they already no. the work's already been done to high most, definition. Most of the, uh, um, the films, most of the bootlegs that you can buy online of Rad are from that. That in HD yep. channel. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And what were you saying I know. About, I mean, uh, I bought. I, I mean, I remember a couple years ago. I bought a. I bought a bootleg of Rad actually, from uh, it from some website. Now, for for our our people listening, if you go to our Facebook page, Movie Sucktastic on Facebook, uh, I posted both YouTube videos. They have the full film for each one in YouTube. And I you found can watch them. them. <laughs> yeah, so cool. they're both there for you if you want to watch. And, and then I also have... I also got to tell you today I also watched the Invisible Kid, which was also oh god, which was also I'm laughing the 80s. <laughs> yeah, I, I watched it because I found it on on that from a link from that what you sent earlier. Wow, so, 
fucking invisible. Because that was my yeah. That was one of my that was one of my first experiences with lot with boobs. Yeah. On screen. That we brought that up on the show, or at least I did, uh, saying that the '80s, or just even, you know, the, the '80s and earlier, which just was a different time as far as what they could get away with with nudity and swearing. I mean, that was a PG-rated film, and there's full frontal, oh, and yeah. not even and like split-second full frontal. Like the, he's not walking through uh, the woman's locker room, and they're yep. all naked, full frontal. Yep, and it's and like they're not no, high no big deal. Either. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like no yeah. big deal. I did, and if I'm not mistaken, did you see, uh, did you see Bush, pan no. down? No, I didn't, was like, it just, I didn't like that movie. No, what, the Invisible the Nerds. How could you not like Jay Underwood? Come on, I meant Jay Bush Underwood. Uh, Bug. <laughs> What's oh, your name Bug. again? Roach, Fly. Oh, uh, by the way, um, speaking of nudity. Yeah. Uh, no nudity in either film. No. But did you catch the one girl with the side boobage when they got autographs when the BMX guys were coming into town and rad? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The yes. one girl <laughs> out of nowhere, this one girl's got like like the the, the side T-shirt where the sleeves are cut off all the way down to the waist, and there's like visible side boobage. It's like, did anybody screen this before they put it on? Because everyone else has got like this, everything's up to the neck for everybody else, but this one girl's got half her boob hanging out. The well, trailer. Like, the trailer that I played for BMX Bandits actually says that it's rated G. And Rad is rated PG. Well, because because it has... Uh, it has Side uh, boobage? Jack, no, Ray Walston giving the finger. That's a PG right there. I guess so. You kidding me? <laughs> it's a gesture. It's, it's a foul gesture, sir. Children don't know what that is yet. I'm just telling you how the ratings board operates, okay? I understand. I mean, come on, you know, what's the what's the worst they said in BMX Bandits? You're knee deep in the poo now. Yeah, they yeah there was there was very little. Uh, it could have been Australian cursing that I don't know about. I don't. I, there could be you know in there, but well, that's like it, British cursing, bloody. Oh, gee, yeah. you, you can't <laughs> say that on television. <laughs> Bollocks, yeah. <laughs> bloody hell. My well, yeah, like my Rad had some normal swearing, and you know they said bullshit and shit, and, you know, a couple See? of times See? in the movie. That's a PG. Yeah, I like my fa- the favorite scene, the you know when he finally perfects the backflip. Oh, the, the airwalk. Uh, you know, or the first time he screws it up. Yeah, the airwalk. Oh, I'm sorry. You, uh, what did she say? You uh, over-rotated. He goes, "No shit." Yep. <laughs> there you go. Right there. There you go. That's when he does that loop-de-loop thing. Yeah, yes, the loop-de-loop thing. It's the <laughs> fucking airwalk. Like in Blue Thunder. Right. Sure. <laughs> Except Roy he dies when he does that. Just yeah. humor him. Just humor him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go watch Blue Thunder now. Damn it. And Daniel Stern. Daniel Stern and Roy Scheider. Ain't go yeah. wrong there. No. Jaffo. Jaffo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, all right. Are we done with both films, or do we got more to I talk don't know. about? I don't, them? We haven't really talked too much about them. I mean... <laughs> I mean <laughs> But there's really what, nothing that I mean. Both plots are are fucking razor blade thin. Okay. Well, let's, let's can can we get a synopsis of the rad as well? Because we kind of skimmed over rad. We got All the right. setup for. Yeah, you want we me to do it? Oh uh, no, let Chris do it. Chris has been doing good with it. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Rad is basically a uh, small town boy makes good plot. You know, he's uh, going nowhere and doesn't know what he wants to do with his life, and he happens to like you know. 
playing to interrupt on you real quick, that whole plot line of him not taking his SAT so he can <laughs> be in a, in a fucking bike race is retarded. <laughs> and you know what? His mother is fucking right. You're going to ruin your life. <laughs> You're going to go ride on bicycles. You, and he's like, you... I could, I could, I could do that in six months, Ma. I heard that ten minutes ago from somebody. <laughs> it's like, what are you talking uh, about, you moron? Take your SATs, get into a college, ride your little bike later. Joey snapping, Joey snapping into father mode. There, I'm gonna back the kid on this. You attack life while you're young and do what you want to do. Fuck that. Um. <laughs> take your SATs, get into college, fucking go build a ramp in your backyard. You fucking loser. But that's the thing, like, SATs, what is it, one day, and that's it for the rest of your life? Come on, you can take the SATs any day. Yeah, like six months statistically, from now. Statistically, kids that don't go to college right out of high school ha- have a harder time getting, you know, getting the, the, uh, you know, the motivation to do it. Hey, he won I a just, Corvette and $100,000, man. That's, hey! Well, you know what, 10, this is, this is, this is... This is yes. He was going to get the ten grand anyway. Right. They actually told him that. He goes, uh, you can't race because you know we don't want no. you uh, as competition." But winning the whole race, he gets a hundred thousand. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Now, now, um, I, I, I fuck get, college. What is it? I mean, that was the whole the- thing. It was the message was, eh, go after your dreams, and if you win, then it's great. But if you lose, guess what? You get to sit home all summer. Uh, thinking about what a loser you are, while your friends are in college getting you know uh, better education, and you might make it next year. The well, motivation now, of now being out of his uh, friends. Did you see his friends? <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't think they're on moving on to better education. Well, you he know? had the opportunity and he fucked it up, but it, he made good. That's the difference. That's the. Difference. I don't think the message was very good. That it's like ah, uh, I'll do it later. I'll ride my bicycle. <laughs> I, I just the really, I, I mean, they could have, they could have made it. They didn't have to have that that subplot of his mom getting mad. That it's like they could have just, they could have made it that he took his SATs in the morning, and then fucking did the <laughs> bike race later. You know, like in the early afternoon. Why did it have to be this the exact same time? Like, come on, Dude, it's it's called conflict. You need conflict in the screenplay, Joey. This is screenwriting one hundred and one. Um, now, but they couldn't have done it any other way where the mother just opposes to him doing it? I'm sure they could have done it where he has a Your monkey. Your father's dead. Right. That doesn't change anything. What's with it? With not, <laughs> uh, I, mean, I just need to point out that now... I they, love your Talia Shire accent, by the way. Oh, you like that? Yes, it's fantastic. Should I, I bring up the music and the do it? Would, <laughs> can I please just point out that the kid could not have afforded college anyway until he won the bike tournament, so there... I mean, he lived in a double wide. For he he could have exactly. taken out. He I mean, could have taken out loans. I mean, come on. And and both films have instrumental, uh, like a cart, like the, the cardboard cutout standard screenplay uh, plot device in both BMX Bandits and in Rad. In Rad, you had the single mother, which is like in every '80s TV show, film, whatever. It's always a single mother. It has yes. to be a single mother. And the father has to be dead. Now, once you get into the '90s with TV shows, they start killing the mother off, like like a bat, you know. Hogan's like, family. Like, yeah, everything. They just kill the mother off. Everybody has to be... And there can't be a mother anywhere in the 90s on. But in the 80s, it's kill the father. It's a single mother raising the kid. And then in BMX Bandits, of course, is we got the fat kid. <laughs> oh, I forgot about I the like I like kid. the scene where they're running through town and they, they knock his ice cream out. The one kid... He has two. Knocks one out. Steals one. He chases them. Yeah, but he chases them. 
And you know they added dialogue in later because as they're going up the ramp on the scaffolding, he goes, what about my ice cream? My it's ice like, cream! Yeah. It's like, I don't understand. I mean, it's funny. It's hard to record <laughs> sound while you're riding a bike up a ramp. But it, it's that. funny, but you know, it's they like, you know, this book. scene needs something. <laughs> He's chasing kid. them. The fat kid's chasing them. He needs something. How about, what about my ice cream? All well, right. of course, because he's a fat kid. And, of course, he's the rich fat kid. He, well, that's oh, yeah. right out of Pee-wee's Big Adventure right there. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's, that's... Fat, people, fat people, bikes, and, you know, money. Rich fat You'll be people. sorry, Pee-wee Herman. <laughs> <laughs> now, see, that's, and that's what Rad was missing. Rad had all these athletic teenagers running around. They had the rich kid uh, that mocked them, but they didn't have the fat kid that they could ridicule. Yes. And, that, and like they even yeah, threw the yeah, rich kids so. in there. Well, just... no, they had a fat guy in red. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he wasn't. He wasn't even fat. He was. Nah, like, I know, fat. but they were. They were doing it anyway. It was looked his like, boss. Looked like Harry Knowles. Called his. He calls it. his boss the blob, and then later he's like, "Dude, it's not worth getting fired for." He's not firing you for calling him names. He's not going to care if you kick shit out one of his customers. <laughs> He's my favorite character. He's like, oh, that's that kid that works for me. I hope he gets his ass kicked. And then he steals <laughs> the lady's uh, popcorn. Good for him. Yeah, well, he, in fact, people steal food all the time. Yeah, I know <laughs> I do. I'll, yeah. I, I, I don't pay for any food. I just always steal it. <laughs> <laughs> that's... <laughs> I don't even know what to. I don't even know where to go from there. To be honest, <laughs> can't add anything to it. Just enjoy it. I, I mean, <laughs> uh, the the fat kid in 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 BMX Bandits was filler. I think, and he was younger than the other kids too. It was just some some comic relief a little bit. Well, you know, yeah, because fat people are. are, are I mean, farming. when the when the two bumbling uh, idiots aren't the comic relief, the fat kid's comic relief. Fat kids are like midgets. If they're in the film, you're gonna be laughing at them. You know. <laughs> hey, you ever heard? You ever listen to the uh, the audio commentary for Goonies? Yes. No. I love the part where uh, in the beginning where they're all talking about it. It's like the full cast commentary, and the kid that played uh, Chunk. Oh, he, right. he says, "Well, he said, well, yeah, well, you know, he had the foresight to realize that the uh, that uh, the f- that by mixing not only a fat kid but a fat kid in a Hawaiian shirt was like the height of comedy." <laughs> he just puts it right out there. He was like, minute, isn't, isn't Chunk like the? Oh no, that's I'm thinking of the other one. I'm thinking of the, oh. the Stand by Me kid. Oh yeah. So, oh, no, uh, Corey Feldman. Corey no, no. Uh, the oh, you're talking uh, Jerry O'Connell. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it Jerry O'Connell? Yeah, but he he doesn't badmouth the movie or anything. But he just kind of throws that in there. It's like, yeah, yeah. So he you know, he put me in there as the fat kid in the Hawaiian shirt, and I have to live with that now. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Well, do you think? Do you think Dude that truffle that guy from, <laughs> from BMX Bandits is thinking to this day? If I never made that damnable movie, I would just oh. be somebody. Because he didn't become an icon like like uh, the Goonies was is like a people still reference it now. It's a famous film. BMX Bandits like no one remembers the fat kid until you watch it. I don't know. I think I think uh, we who can divine the nature of Australia. I can. I mean. I don't know. They're pretty. <laughs> Have you ever seen Mr. Accident? No. Yahoo no. Serious film, Mr. Accident. It is one of the most bizarre films you'll ever see. And when it ends, you're really not sure if there was any point in watching it in the first place. It's a great I gotta, Yahoo I Serious I have to bring up Yahoo Serious now. Okay. Yahoo 
serious. Here we go. I just brought, up, like, I just, I just brought he's up. He's made Yahoo. a lot of movies. The Yahoo series. His real name well, yeah. is Greg Peed, born in Hunter Valley in New South Wales, Australia. I would change my name to Yahoo as well if that was my name. He's only directed three films, and that's Young Einstein, Reckless Kelly, and Which Mr. I can't Accident. Find, I, I can't find it anywhere. It's like not available. Any of them? Reckless Kelly. Oh, you can't find Reckless Kelly? can't find that anywhere. You I might mean, have to do a torrent on that. Yeah, I'm not going that far. But I can't. I mean, it's, it's, well, not, it's not available. It's not, it's not out there. You know what I'm saying? It's like rad. It's hard to find, unless YouTube. Uh, and the other one's Mr. Accident, right? Well, he's only been in three movies, and it's those three films. Young Einstein, Reckless Kelly, and Mr. Accident. He hasn't done anything else. No. According to he's IMDb. An, he's an independent conceptual artist. One of Australia's most successful independent conceptual artists. I was just about to say that. <laughs> Were you? <laughs> and, like, well, uh, you know how before we were talking about in Rad, the, the, uh, when I was making fun of John Farnham, if you look him up, like I said, he's one of the most famous move, uh, music stars in Australia. See, but that's, you know what I mean? It's Australia. That's weird. Right. Yeah, it doesn't really translate in some ways. I mean, Mel, you can always say Mel Gibson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mel Gibson was born in New York. So, yeah, you know, I don't count him. Mel Gibson was born in New York? Yes. Raised in Australia? For seven years, I believe, he lived in New York. Huh. And then he went to Australia. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my what? God. I'm just, I'm just taking a look at Hal Needham's record, uh, the director of Rad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and yeah, Chris and, brought that up before. I know, but I'm just looking back while we're talking, and the one thing that slapped me in the face, you mentioned Smoking the Bandit and Hooper, but after those two, he made the villain. With uh-huh. Arnold Schwarzenegger. And and you're missing my personal favorite, Megaforce. <laughs> Megaforce. Now, if you're a fan of any of 80s movies, you've seen Megaforce. Wait with, a minute, hold on. With Barry Bostwick and Persis Kambata. From Star Trek. Holy shit! I remember this. He's wearing this. He's wearing that gold leotard thing. He, he yep. looks like he's ready for a workout. Oh, <laughs> that's all I remember about that. What was that about? It was Megaforce was a secret government. I remember uh, this movie. Holy, you know, fuck. army basically. Uh, story about a rapid deployment defense unit hey, that is on, called hey, into hey. action whenever freedom is threatened. <laughs> let Chris let, let Chris finish. Hang on, I'm listening to Chris. Well, no, they were taking on. They were a secret government force decide, defi- uh, that was made to defend against terrorism. And there you go. And, and they had these dune buggies that were like mega mega tanks or mega. Oh shit! I remember. Yeah, and then they had the the, the <laughs> motorcycle. Remember the motorcycle that had like. Um, I remember the dune buggies, and they had lasers. Yes. And I remember yes. the skin-tight gold costumes. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't remember motorcycle. What was the mo- Oh, the, shit, the motor- I remember this. The motorcycle, it was just like basically like a motocross bike, but it had like missiles on it. And they had this gray and like lightning bolt paint scheme that at night turned black. And in the sun, like it was like camouflage. It was like... Holy... Holy shit! Right, it's available. It's I. I found it. I, I'm getting it. We're reviewing this next episode. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> we, got we have to. Well, here, here's some interesting. Uh, some interesting numbers. In 1982, the film was made. It came out in June 
of uh, June 27, 1982. It, in, now, this is 1982. It cost $20 million in 1982, which is a lot of fucking money. A lot of fucking money for a film in the 80s. I think E.T. only cost 25 or 30 Holy shit. Um, so, I mean, it, this is... A, and it made $5.6 million. Uh, it's opening weekend, and this is what's hilarious about that. It made 5.6. Its opening weekend was 2.3, almost 50% of its uh, whole gross. It had an Atari game made. They made an Atari game for this. Fuck, I don't recall right. that. I remember that. I remember that. Chris, Chris, I got to tell you, this is creepy, because I have an awesome memory for movies and stuff. And what you have done, Chris, you dragged out of my subconscious this <laughs> film, literally, up until this point, I mean, I could not have i never would have mentioned this film ever you in the minute you start mentioning it and the minute i see this gold costume you start mentioning the minute you said dune buggies it's like like explosions in my it's like an epiphany it's like, holy shit i watched this film so many times as a kid and i don't even remember it yeah well I mean, it, you know you know how you can you know how i i remembered it the first time i remembered it and it's on imdb they have it they 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 remark upon it on imdb trivia um the two the two south park dudes Love that oh, movie, Trey Parker. And, and yeah, and, and uh, as a matter of fact, in that movie, Trace World Police, in that Matt you know, Stone. yeah. What was the what was the movie they made? The World Team Police, America. Team, America. Team America, Team America references Megaforce multiple times. Really, <laughs> I didn't even. Hold, I mean, it's got I remember... it's got Michael Beck in it, Scott, who was uh, the lead actor in Xanadu. Oh Michael yeah, Michael Beck. Oh, we're so reviewing this. And Barry Bosnick had a had a headband on that permed haircut that he had. Oh, it's fantastic. See, it's like it all came to me. So he said it as like, and dude, I remember the Annihilators that we, you know, we the Eliminators or the Annihilators. Which one was it, Chris? Eliminators. Limit. I remember the Eliminators. I remember that the Hawks movie movie that had the sword with the hand that held the stone. Oh, the oh, that was oh my god with Jack Palance as the bad guy. I think so. I mean, yes, that was creepy. That was yep. like a that was like a movie I made in my basement. Yeah, I remember all these films. I remember I, I, Space Mutiny with the with the girls that danced around the little uh, the globes with electricity and that crazy oh, shit. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, I remember all oh, these. Yeah. And what about fucking Space Hunter? I mean, come on, Space Hunter Beyond the Forbidden Zone. But what I'm saying is, I remember about all the these. Destruction of Jared Sin. Beyond the uh, what was that? Uh, beyond the uh, Forbidden Zone. Was it the? No, that's that's uh, Space Hunter Beyond the Forbidden Zone. Jared Zinn, I know what you're talking about, though. I, I, I have a copy of that somewhere. Um, but what I'm saying is I remember all these things. But Megaforce, which I must have watched countless times, I did not remember until you mentioned Dune Buggies. <laughs> I, I, I would have sat here like, I have no idea what this film is. And when you say Dune Buggies, like, holy shit. That's, I, I can't tell you how like just amazed yeah, I am. I, I remember bits and pieces of that film, and I'm sure when I watch it, it'll, it'll all come rushing back. That I was, think that's, yeah. The, I remember because the woman. I had a thing for the, for the the woman. Oh, uh, the, the bald one from Star Trek, Persis Kambata. Kambata, yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Who was murdered by, Thugi cultists? That's what that's what the rumor was. In real least. life. Yeah, that was the rumor. I don't know if it was true or not. Well, didn't she write a book? Um... Yeah, it says here. Well, it says here, date of death, August 18th, 1998, in Bombay, India, and it says heart a heart attack. But, yeah. hey, I mean, 
Hey, well, you know, that's they're good at faking that kind of stuff. Yeah, maybe <laughs> they're all doctors, aren't they? <laughs> wow, she she had a great run. She had, uh, Mega Force Warriors of the Lost World with the oh. paper chase guy. Mm. Nice. That's where yeah. again motorcycle and the super tank or super <laughs> me mega truck. I think it was mega truck. Mega truck. Something like that. It was a big Jeez. truck, and 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 the, and the motorcycle sacrificed itself to kill the mega truck, and. Yeah, she was in all of those. Uh, she, my beautiful Lantret, whatever. That's like a famous film. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. All right. Um, Lewis. The Will be your, Really? Do you have okay, your sorry. IMDb up, Scott, to 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 rate the films on IMDb? Yeah. Let me just backtrack here. I was on my Hail Needham kick. Holy okay. shit! Me Mega Force is up, yo. That and Stroker Ace. Come on. <laughs> Stroker. I, you know what? Stroker Ace was the first one I ever saw where I liked the trailer, and then afterwards, like, wow, they can really make trailers look good. Stroke race is born to race. I oh, I, I was when you were talking about Megaforce. I had I had to look at the taglines, and they got the taglines. Uh, uh, when the force was with them, no one stood a chance. <laughs> there has God. never been a superhero like Ace Hunter. See now, see what, what you're saying is okay. Look, all those movies. I mean, okay, Smokey and the Bandit. You can kind of take out of that because that because you know uh, Burt Reynolds. But look at all those other movies. They're all, they all fit into this high action, zero, zero uh, story, right? And and that's what that's what Rad was. Rad was like a young person's primer to these action movies. It was like, like Karate you know Kid I mean? Light. Yeah, it was Karate Kid Light. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, and I mean, sure. I think I think it was what's his name? Uh, Hal Needham actually one time someone was making fun of him, and. Uh, because you know he was he was destroyed by critics. Every movie he made was always destroyed by them. But uh, he, I think he he did a um, it was something like he, maybe he took out an ad or something like that, and it and in the ad it posted all his negative reviews. But then there was a picture with a wheelbarrow full of money, <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's perfect and it fits perfectly for like the movie. I mean, come on, it's. It's not winning any awards for drama, but it fills its need. You it's, know? it's a job, yeah. And as, as, as the uh, tagline to Megaforce says, deeds, not words. Yes, <laughs> exactly. All right, so we got BMX Bandits and Rad to do the official MST, three, uh, MST rating. Okay. Now, for BMX, BMX Bandits is currently at a solid 5.0. Right. Uh, wh what do we have votes for on that? Wow, I um, I would know, like to say it, six because I like the dialogue. I wouldn't say it's that high, but it's I wouldn't. Uh, but I but I wouldn't say it's it's less than a five. I mean, I wish we could do the point. I would give it a five point. I'd give it oh. a five and a half. But well, well, well I just don't that. think it's. I just don't think it's a six. But it's got the production value. It's it's fun. It's got mad skills. I see. I don't see. I don't see the skills. I'm sorry. Like watching a the movie, they didn't but really do anything. In Rad, they're just doing like flips and racing around the track. In BMX Bandits, they're going down water slides. They're going over things. They're going through I, things. You know what? I I never felt any tension in BMX Bandits. Uh, any of the stunts, I never felt that I couldn't do as a kid myself. Oh, yes, Rad. Whereas in Rad, I can't. I'm not I'm, doing an air walk. You were yeah. the extra seat with Rad, right? I was actually edge of my seat. <laughs> <laughs> the opening, the opening of Hell Track 
is that like thirty foot straight down drop? I couldn't do that. As a, I couldn't do that when I was a kid. No, could all you? the shit they do in BM, BMX Bandits, you could not do as a kid. I, not successfully, but I could have done it. <laughs> I would have gotten down fast, but I wouldn't have gotten back. <laughs> got, got up slow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, exactly. Uh, not at all. But yeah, no, it's I like mean, real stunt work in Rad and so-so st- stunt work in, in BMX Bandits. I, I, I'm starting at five, and I'm, I'm, I personally bump it up one star for the production value. And the, and the I would, I, the only reason I would give it a six is because of uh, Nicole Kidman, because she looked, she was very cute in the movie. Okay, all right. What about you, Chris? I mean, you know, I'm not interested in Nicole Kidman unless she's peeing like in Eyes Wide Shut. So I don't. <laughs> I, I mean, I've seen uh, Nicole Kidman. I've seen Nicole Kidman urinate on screen. So should I? Uh, I, I I don't know. I think this. I don't know. I can't. I'd say, maybe. I don't know. Nicole Kidman. Ugh, I don't know. Five point five. <laughs> I'll, I'll raise it up a bit just because of nostalgia purposes and. All right. And, all right. So six. Yeah, I, I say what? six. Chris says five. What, what's you're the deciding vote, Joey? We'll go six. Really? You gonna you yeah. gonna weasel out on, on on that? No, I said I would go up to a six for Nicole Kidman. All right, six it is. Vote is in. Weasel? What are you saying, weasel? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, You're not, Rad, but that's okay. Rad is already up to six point six. I can't believe a, that it's that high. I mean, neither. I mean, so that, that's that's cold. that's really close to a seven. You got a, you know, a few hundred votes. And it's 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 in the seven range, and I can't believe that. It's a cult film. It's a. Cult it really is a. It thing. is a. It really so is. So is BMX Bandits. No, it's not. not I think I true. think I think Rad is is more of a cult film. It's harder to attain. BMX Bandits has been released on Blu-ray. Uh, it just Blu-ray? Rad. It just amongst the BMX Blu-ray? crap. What? Blu-ray. It's out on Blu-ray. Why is BMX Bandits on Blu-ray? I don't know. I didn't fucking produce it. Why would you put it? <laughs> a couple years ago in New York City, they did a rad like retrospective where they <laughs> they redid the whole bicycle boogie dance. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and they had Crew Jones come out and talk about uh you know his experience with Rad and. I don't know, man. I think it's got more. It captured the it captured the imagination of the young people of the time, <laughs> which which really says a lot about the imagination of the young people of the time. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> personally, uh, if we start out at five, if we start middle of the road, I would personally bump it up one just for Ray Walston's finger. <laughs> yeah, Ray Walston giving the finger is. Pretty- I'd give it a six just for that. Does anybody think we should go higher than six on Rad? No, I, I do. I would give it. I would. I would actually venture to say I like where it is exactly where it is. Six point six, I believe. Uh-huh. You, can't, you can't. I uh, would. I would venture to say seven because I can keep on watching it again and again. But does that make it a good film? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like. I, to, I like. Goes to camp, but I'm not giving it a ten. No, no, no. I wouldn't give it a ten. <laughs> six, seven. Seven, I think, maybe. No. <laughs> uh, you're right. Well, okay. Say I mean, six. Say I, six, I would I mean, say. 
I'm a little biased, but for me, then once you get into seven, you get into yeah. good movie territory. You get into yeah. like stuff. It's like okay, so, like this is a good movie. Anything below seven is like all right, whether you like it or not, it's not it's not held up to that standard. You know, yeah, like, like like seven is if it got nominated for an Oscar, it wouldn't be laughed out of you know it wouldn't be a joke. It'd be like oh well, I wouldn't pick that, but because there's a lot of sevens that get nominated for Oscars. This yeah, is that true. is very true. I I personally I am fine with a six on uh, on rad. All right, so I'll, I'll I'll put six on that as well. So rad is also a six. So movie sarcastic wise. We've rated both six, but I'm outvoted two to one on which one's the better film. <laughs> yeah, which I'm okay uh, with. No, that's fine. That's fine. I'm Rat okay is the that. better movie. That's that's fine. <laughs> Fucking Megaforce! I can't believe that. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're welcome. Uh, I, I, right now, I'm gonna I'm gonna all night. I'm gonna have nightmares of of uh, that skin tight gold costume, and the and the and the headband. That's it. That's all I'll be dreaming about tonight. It's like the it has been ripped open. That's it. I'm I'm done. Oh, I gotta look. I gotta continue looking through those movies. The the links that you posted before, looking for the one movie that has eluded me in my in my years of searching. Separate vacations. Do you remember that? That rings a bell. What was that? It was with the American Werewolf in London guy. And he, him, and his wife were having a rough patch, and they decide to go on separate vacations. The the zombie one. No, no, no. No, no, that's Griffin Dunn. Um, Not Griffin Dunn. No, David Naughton. That's okay. it. Okay. Yeah, he go. Him and his wife go on separate vacations because they're both looking to cheat on each other or something. Or no, he's looking to cheat on his wife, and his wife is just like hampered with the kids, and she's really hot, and she ends up almost cheating. I don't know. It's crazy, but it was well, it was an it's an eighties booby movie. That's like right, that's like like blaming on Rio time period, isn't it? Where everything was like they, the 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 sex the adult sex comedies were really coming in the full swing. Mm-hmm. It was an eighties booby movie. It was yeah. like, but it was a little more adult. It was not hard bodies. It was like it had more of a, an adult feel to it. I, I, like you said, sex comedy. Yeah, but but I mean like not not like a a hot dog the movie or anything, but like a, an adult sex movie like. Like uh, like Dudley Moore, like this, mm. the Blake Edwards films going from the set into the eighties, that whole that whole genre. Yes, exactly. In nineteen eighty six, okay, I, I got it. And the Did. girl and the wife was Jennifer Dale. Her name is the actress, and she's just fantastic. <laughs> I, and I'm I'm basing this purely on memory too. Like I don't have, you know, I remember seeing her boobs, and I remember being like, I have to stay and watch this again. Like that, it was mesmerizing. But that's just you know. She did a lot of television. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I you know I do remember when you mentioned the name, it rings a bell. I do remember it. I don't think I ever saw it, but I do remember it. You must have seen. Must I don't think seen. so. What well, eighty, eighty six? Did I say? Yeah. Eighty six, uh, seventy three, eighty three. I was like thirteen. I wasn't really into that kind of movie at that age. <laughs> I, I honestly wasn't into like the sex comedies at thirteen. I wasn't, you know, that was a that was a couple years down the road before I started getting into those. I was still watching goofy shit like uh, like Megaforce. Megaforce. <laughs> I was watching the shit Storm. any chance I could get. <laughs> I was a late bloomer. Any chance I could get, I watched anything with fucking nudity in it. Yep, it was like we. Uh, uh, that, remember uh, the old uh, cable boxes we used to have? They looked almost like little mini pianos. You remember those? Uh huh. Yeah, and the, push, uh, the Playboy the channel, analog. 
Right, and it had right? a dial. It had three rows of channels. And it had mm -hmm. a dial that you can go, you know, top row was obviously, say, you know, 2 to 13, next row, so yep. on and so forth. Well, uh, the Playboy channel was always channel 96. Yep. And what you had to do was you had to put the <laughs> dial all in the middle, hold down HBO Two. and... <laughs> and the 96 at the same time, and you got Playboy in black and white. Yep. No and, sound. And, and then it would, but then you it got would Playboy in black and white. 30 seconds. Right. Right. Yep. Yep. And then later I, on, as cable was still analog, but the cable boxes got upgraded, if you would put on the Playboy channel or Spice or, you know, whatever it had, it would be, the picture would be inverted for like five seconds. Yep. And you could see something. And then. Yeah. You would have to just keep putting. You'd have to nine six enter, inverted for five <laughs> seconds. Nine six enter, inverted five seconds, and it was how I spent my my early teens. Yeah, <laughs> see, I, I remember. I remember the next generation was the Sigma Box controller, so it was digital. It had yeah. like your, your wireless remote control, the Sigma Box. Mm -hmm. But if you if you tuned into the Playboy channel, for example, if you didn't have it, it was scrambled. But you would have that twisty like like negative reversed picture that was sure, thrown around. Sure, it would be all uh, digital noise. Yeah. It'd be all. Uh, it would be all. Um, but it wasn't staticky static though. It was like, but no, but, but on the Sigma box, it was clearer it than static. static. It was swervy. It was like it was like a swervy like funhouse mirror of porn. Yeah, you almost and, had to play with like the vertical hold to make it work. Right. And the, yeah, and the horizontal hold. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no, yep. yeah. Um, but I, I got that all beat. Do you guys remember Curry Home Video? Yeah. Oh God! Oh God! Yeah. <laughs> Is that where everyone okay. got their porn? Because their yeah. parents didn't go there. <laughs> no, no. My, my. Uh, I, Chris didn't I care. Never Fuck it. When I turned eighteen, I got a I got a membership to Curry Home Video for the express purpose of renting porn. And he actually gave me. He actually was like, "And by the way, you have access to our adult video uh, <laughs> library." And he he's such a creep, dude. But he anyway. He was he, creepy. He would always try to sell you stuff, and then he'd be like, and check out our adult section. It was very weird. The heavy set guy? Yes, Joe yeah. Curry. Joe you know, Curry. That, that was the Curry guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, well, anyway, wait a minute. They had a movie that me and my two friends, Mike and Rich, would would do. They miscatalogued the movie. Remember those, like, softcore porn sure. um, movies? Like, they made a movie. The movie was Anything called The Anything on Cinemax. Tube. Oh, The yeah. Boob Tube. There's a movie called The Boob Tube. And I still, to this day, remember the number. 10143 <laughs> was the number. That was the catalog number? That was the catalog number at Joe Curry's because they didn't do it. They didn't have computers. Everything was numbered. Yeah, you had to flip through a book sometimes. Now, yep. well, Chris, if I can jump in for a second, I need to describe this because uh, when I turned 18, I got my video uh, membership at Rainbow Video uh, in the center. and But then uh, I think it was Piscevich who said... You know, you got a curry video. You got the good stuff. So really, <laughs> yeah. So and I, and I got a curry. And when you think of when most people think of like the, the adult video uh, rental from that time period at the regular stores, like sleazy video, that kind of stuff. You mm -hmm. had the back room with the uh, cowboy doors, with saloon ee, doors, ee, yes. saloon <laughs> doors, and you'd have the, the you know the DVDs spaced evenly on the walls on the sides. So for the listeners, curry video was like a curtain you had to go behind. It was a uh -huh. separate room. And it didn't. They didn't, there were no boxes. Like they had some boxes of stuff they were selling on the wall, but there was this big book, a tome, <laughs> a huge three-ring binder. And yep. and when you opened it, 
I'm talking, we're literally 100, 200 pages, and on each page was probably 200, 300 movies, and you would just go down the titles and pick a number. Yeah. Next to the title. You yeah. no descriptions, no pictures. It was just here are the here are the names. Tell us which one you want, and all you had to do was find a couple of names and pick them, and they would go in the back and get it for you. Completely like brown wrappered. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so definitely. It, it was like a. It, they had like uh, more adult videos than you would find at adult video. Uh, yeah. Like a New York City adult video store. Oh yeah. They had and they had creepy stuff too. They had like that East German like needle porn and stuff like that. They had all sorts of crazy. <laughs> oh. I, yeah, they, they, but they because they had everything. They had yeah. anybody. Just, um, anybody rent and, f- films at Palmer Video? Do you remember that on Belleville Avenue? Oh, is yeah. that the one that became? Did it become Dollar Video? No, Dollar years? Video was in the A and P parking uh, uh, parking lot. Yeah, yeah, and okay. that was that was always a Dollar Video. Then it became a bank. Yeah. Palmer Video is right down the road a little bit in that next little shopping plaza. Hmm. Okay. Uh-huh. And we had a membership there for years, and they had the best horror collection. And I would always walk by um, because their new releases were right by the saloon doors. And I would always be like, do, 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 do. Because I was always tall, and I could see over the saloon doors. I could see everything on the the top rack. And And you get that sweaty guy who's all like, walks in in front of you and, and they're like hey what are you doing oh nothing I'd, sorry i'd walk around and be like where'd dad go <laughs> <laughs> see curry home video had the there was curry home video like in the, was independent so they oh. didn't have they didn't have any rules it was no. like yeah it wasn't a franchise or anything it was just like curry's like you know i'm gonna start a video store yeah <laughs> and, and he, he was, did he was the first one and he was also the first one that rented video games he rented, he rented in television games and ColecoVision games, Atari games. That's right. I I, did, I remember renting games uh, there. Yeah, anything to make a buck. That guy. I, I, my my fondest Curry adult film rental memory is renting. Uh, um, I obviously don't remember the name of it, it but it was black and white, nineteen seventies silent lesbian fisting porn. Oh with, my god. With, but so instead of the, any noises, you had the, the song that kept coming in the background was "Shanghai by the Dragon Lady." Oh. Shanghai by the Dragon Lady. It's like over that and over again. Just gonna wrong. take you down into Chinatown, and that's it. That that memory's stayed with me forever. Wow. <laughs> I think I've actually had. Huh? I think I've actually had dreams, uh, like like leafing through the 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 back like the, all the videotapes and stuff. I like and like waking up not making a decision. So I couldn't I just, figure out which one read. I just saw I just saw an adult film not that long ago that somebody wanted me to get for them called Mona the Virgin Nymph, which looks like it, it uses probably the very first vibrator ever invented. Because <laughs> like they go Yeah. Yeah. And and it had it it looked like an electric toothbrush is what it looked uh-huh. like. And at the end of it had like uh, almost like uh, prongs sticking out of it, like a flower. And she's using this thing, and it's plugged in, and it's ridiculous. And they go to great lengths to show you like how she's using it, uh, what she's doing with it, almost like it was a commercial. It was like, buy one of these. <laughs> and uh, it's fucking creepy, to be honest, because <laughs> you're trying to enjoy the, the movie 
or as much as you can. And then she pulls out this thing, and it's like, it looks like a Ghostbusters. And uh, it's the the <laughs> it's yeah, it's so fucking loud. If you were enjoying the film at all, it takes you completely out of the fucking movie. That's hysterical. I prefer I prefer my porn seventies and eighties, to be honest with you. <laughs> This was uh, nineteen seventy-one, I believe. Wow, that's that's yeah. It's I, fucking old. Yeah. Hey, Chris, I, I, yeah. Chris, you should cover the adult film convention with me since Joey can't do it. Sure. When I didn't that? say I, I couldn't do it. I just said we can't, you can't say that I do it. <laughs> you can't. You can't. You can't do it. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. I'll let you know if we're going to do it this year. If not, we're definitely doing it next year because next year it's, it's in Atlantic, in Atlantic City. City. Oh, yeah. I'll Next and year, I'm, 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 dude, I'm I'm there for Atlantic City. Next year, I'm there. I'm there for the weekend. Next year, that's it. Atlantic City. It's easy. April. April of 2013. I, listen, I end up. I I listen to uh, what's her name uh, to Christy Canyon and uh, and uh, what's her name? Oh God, why can't I? Ginger Lynn. Ginger on, Lynn on on, on uh, Spice Radio on on XM Sirius Radio. Oh, okay. oh yeah, I, I heard. When that were they times. on? They have sometimes their own I, show. Sometimes I flip on, over. Oh, they have it's their right, own show. It's the channel right before Opie and Anthony, or right after. I can't remember. No, I, I have it. I have it. I have a bookmark in my car. I just didn't know they had their own show. I always, oh, yeah. I always flip back and forth whenever uh, Opie and Anthony or or whatever I'm uh, talk radio I'm listening to goes to commercials. Yeah, because I you porn. You porn is the show. I think you it porn. used to be something else, but you porn the company took over. And started paying them for it. So yeah, you know what you know what I always meant out. to do is is uh, for a while there I was reading. I'm, I'm we're gonna, we're gonna pick it up again. I've, I've been reading at the end of every episode of Movie Sucktastic uh, a section of the the um, the, the terrible, terrible game. game, which is the book that Jim Cotta was made out of. Oh, love that movie. And uh, it, that's it's gonna our, be our our online bad movie day coming soon. Oh yeah, nice. audio yeah, Everyone's gonna to be follow. able to join the, the 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 room and watch the movie with us. That movie just gave me nightmares for life. And, and I've always wanted, I finally got a hand a, a copy of Raw Talent. It's a bio, the autobiography of Jerry Butler. Nice. Well, you, you know, start Chris, reading excerpts from that. From 70s. I want it because he wrote it himself. I mean, he, had, he has a ghostwriter and stuff, but I've read through it briefly, and it's just like his voice is ringing through that, and it's so, like, ham-fisted, it's hilarious. <laughs> at one point, he just, like, runs down the list of all the uh, at porn actresses he, he's ever uh, slept with or, you know, performed with, and gives, like, like a two- or three-sentence description of what it was like. Oh, God. Wow. <laughs> like, right, right, right down, like, the hygiene and if he liked them or not. He's, it's really... <laughs> it's great. That's interesting. <laughs> and all right. Both, <laughs> that, that book's the reason he, is, he, he didn't work in the industry anymore, really. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. All right, we're gonna That's we're right. gonna take a very quick break. Fine. And uh, when we come back, we're gonna do the top ten, and we're gonna talk about what's coming out next weekend. And All right. If if Chris wants to join us, you're more than welcome to stay for the rest of the show. Okay. All right. Yeah, um, sounds good. All right, cool. So we're gonna go to break, and uh, we'll be right back. BMX bandits, they're wild in the streets, in the chase to end all chases. It's thrills and spills. It's fast and furious fun. There's only one word to describe it. Now showing Village Cinema City and selected independent cinemas. Are you home alone tonight? 
got no one to cuddle. Urgent, urgent for some connection. Don't worry, daddy ain't gonna hurt you. Just tune in Movie Sucktastic. Give us a call at 908-514-4470. Tell us what bad movies have been tickling you. Just call after dark. We lack it that way. back talk uh, to an angel <laughs> la 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 blah 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 <laughs> oh lord welcome back right. to movie sucktastic in case you forgot where you've been in the past minute and a half yeah <laughs> all right we're gonna do the top 10 now uh, i'd like to make a suggestion joey uh chris you're still there right Chris? Did we lose Chris? I don't think we did. Chris, you still there? I bet he got oh, up and no. walked away because we, we went to go take a break. Well, when, when Chris gets back from his phone, he probably has to pee like I do. Uh, what I was going to suggest was as we go down the top ten list, just mm. let Chris get the first say uh, like on, on his thoughts on the film since we talk about these every weekend. Okay. I'm saying, and then we'll just we get that we'll, we'll kind of run through them and just let him give his comments on them. Sounds good to me. And and now we can just wait for Chris. <laughs> I guess when he, when you said short break, I, I guess he didn't realize what short was. Yeah, I may. Yeah, I, hey, you never know. It could be. Taken I'm assuming that's business. his fan in the background. I hear. Yeah, I don't have one of those, and I'm fucking dying here. All, I got my all, for, all for this, all for the sake of the show, just so I don't have any background noise. <laughs> I'm just, I'm literally just sweating to death here. I think he's coming back. <laughs> I can hear myself talking. Sorry, I'm back. <laughs> sir, sir, please turn your radio down. No, no, I was on, I was on turn, my iPhone when I was, turn, I was out. Can you, if you could turn your radio down, sir? Yes. Sorry. <laughs> I you was, want to fill in? Uh, you want to fill in? <laughs> now, um, uh, as we were discussing about you personally while you were away from the phone, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to the top ten list. And but this, since we get to talk about these every weekend, when Joey reads off the names, we're going to go to you for comments on the on the item. Okay. Okay. So, All right. Go so ahead. So this Joey. is going to be for uh, Labor Day weekend. It's uh, August thirty first through September second of two thousand and twelve. Uh, starting at number 10 and working our way up is Hope Springs with 4.6 million. It's made 52. There is no budget listed. This is the um, Tommy Lee Jones, Meryl Streep uh, romantic comedy, rom com. Made for those older viewers. <laughs> yes, Geriatric it is. Sex. Yes, it is. Uh, moving on is the number 9 movie, and that's. 2016 Obama's America 5.6 million 
It's made 18.7 million, no budget listed, even though I bet it was made for next to nothing. Just the fact I, that it's making that kind of money every weekend, I find find pretty amazing. What is it, pro or against? Pro or <laughs> against? <laughs> against? Against? Yeah, okay. it's against. Yeah, it's it's. it's I, I forget the director's name. I saw an interview with the director. He's a Weasley fuck. Just uh, I mean, yeah. and nothing having nothing to do with the movie. Just watching him, it's like, yeah, you're you're just you're a shady bastard. And I won't go into that. But it's about the whole idea is it's, it's 2016. This is what America will look like if Obama's president for four more years. And oh. it, the whole gist of it is that he he decides that Obama, in his mind, is an anti-colonialist because his father was. And the whole documentary is about trying to guess uh, what Obama's hidden agenda is, not with any facts, but just by looking at his past and saying, from where he came, this is obviously what he's going to do. So it's not it's, it's 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 there's not even any like real expose documentary behind it. It's really just him driving. At one point, he goes and uh, interviews uh, Obama's brother who who lives in Africa and kind of asks him like weighted questions like, "Well, gee, aren't you upset that your rich brother isn't helping you out?" <laughs> you know, things like that. Yeah, I would be upset. <laughs> if, I, if I lived in Kenya in a shack, yeah, I'd be like, "Hey, bro, bro." <laughs> <laughs> the Wait, number okay. eight film. Hey, yeah. bro, what it is? What it Help is? Me out. <laughs> what it be, my brother? The number eight film is the campaign with five point seven million. It's made seventy three. No budget listed. I've never even heard of it. That's, That's the one the with uh, Will Ferrell and Zach Galifianakis. Oh yeah, I'm I'm kind of I feel kind of Galifianakis about that whole thing. <laughs> You and everyone else. I'm it's tired. making money, but it's not making... Actually, $73 million for a comedy that late in the summer, not bad. Although, punched the, punched they the might have spent... Trip. Yes, they did. Although... So that, it, I'm saying that, that gets you in. That gets you in the door. He punched the baby. That's funny. Let's go in. If I saw the actual punching of the baby, I would be more in. But do you actually see it? Oh, no. Doubt, of course no, not. Doubt, doubtful. Yeah. And if they did, it'd be all CGI and it would look terrible. It would ruin yeah, the joke, even... to be honest. Yeah. I don't uh, know the, about that. Mm. The number seven film. Yeah, I know. It, it, that, there being no budget listed kind of makes me think they spent a lot of money on it. Because Will Ferrell and Zach Galifianakis, they're commanding top dollar right now. And I wouldn't be surprised if the, the budget, before they, they, they actually filmed a lick of anything... Budget. Half the budget is them, yeah. Probably, yeah. yeah. See now, this is this is the reason why movies like Rad and BMX Bandits <laughs> don't get made anymore because they make movies like this movie. The campaign, well, they're, they're yeah. made, but they go direct to video. They, they don't. They're not made for the big screen anymore. They go direct yeah. to video, yeah. or are actually direct to IFC, Sundance Channel, things like that. All right, that yeah, um, well, direct, that implies direct to video streaming. You know, not 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 to the big screen. Well, you know what's funny about direct-to-video? When you think direct-to-video, at least me, I almost always think just shitty movie. Not good enough for theater. But that's not the case these days. You get a lot of films that go straight to, that's, straight that's to video. That's still the case. Well, you get still a lot of... still 80% uh, the case. I, I'd probably I go say, a little I bit higher than 80. That. Yeah, see, Chris really? is backing me up on this one. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know, well, man. Well, what, good... what was the last really good direct-to-video movie you saw? Really good. I'm talking like... You know. Freaky, freaky Farley. <laughs> well, 
I saw half of your review on that oh. one. I'll, I'll leave that. Oh, I got to see if we get Freaky Farley to come in to review uh, Megaforce. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll email him. Try that. <laughs> Although he might be too young to even know what it is. Even but better. Even better. Even... <laughs> All right, you you get that done. All right, the number seven film is The Dark Knight Rises with six point one million. It's made four hundred and thirty one million. It costs two hundred and fifty million. And wait, many Pony, you have my permission to die. Stop it. He doesn't sound like fucking Sean Connery. It's amazing how much he sounds like Sean Connery. It's amazing that you keep bringing it up. Bane. 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 I'm a big Tom Hardy fan. I gotta tell you. In the movie. Not him. He doesn't sound. He does not sound. I'm trying to think. He sounds like he's speaking through a megaphone or whatever. I didn't see. I didn't. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't see. I didn't. I haven't seen the movie yet. I guess I'm like the only one in America that hasn't seen it yet. That's you. Yeah. Yeah. When you when you see it. It's gonna be. It's gonna slap you in the face. How much he sounds like Sean Connery. I mean, you forget. I I live by myself <sighs> in Phoenixville, Pennsylvania. There's I don't not forget. really. I don't forget that at all. You know, and I'm poor as hell, so I don't get to go spend eighteen dollars on a on, you know. Dude, Pennsylvania has like weekend matinees for seven fifty. It's 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 amazing. It's like a whole other world once you cross the border into Pennsylvania. The it's only a- cool thing about the town, one of the only cool. Well, I shouldn't say the only cool thing about the town that I live in. It's the town that they actually filmed the original movie, The Blob. Oh, really? <laughs> they had the whole convention, right? That whole get that. Yep. Every year they have Blob Fest, where like the, the and the and the theater is still there. Like when you know when the Blob comes out of the theater. When do they do still, that? Uh, I think it's in early May. We got to come out next time. We got to come out and do Blob Fest next time. Yeah, that's cool. And they re-show the movie, and it's you know it's cool. That theater is good. They play a lot of weird old, like they played Nightbreed in, in oh, October. Jesus! <laughs> so we went to go. I went to go see Nightbreed for like seven bucks. You know? Yeah. But, that's my, <laughs> never mind. What? Not a Nightbreed fan. Just me. Uh, I don't know why. How you can't be? Craig Sheffer alone is worth the price of admission. Uh, if, if I'm going, if I'm going, Clyde Barker, I'm going Rawhead Rex. Okay, I'll give you that. one. I'll go Hellraiser before I go Rawhead Rex. <laughs> what really? Come, all right, Hellraiser. Yes, has centibites, spikes in their faces. No you know, but uh, Rawhead Rex has has a is has has a uh, what do you call it? Uh, like a prehistoric, not prehistoric. What was he? Uh, go, uh, Dark Ages, Rawhead Rex. You've got this ancient god. You got this ancient godlike monster masturbating onto like the stone uh, mantle of the house that is like steaming. <laughs> That's a fucking movie. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I'll, <laughs> All right. Okay. I, I I have a video here of Bane's voice and Sean Connery's voice. Does anyone want to hear it? Sure. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, All right. Let, let, All right. Let's go ahead and do this. Mr. Wayne. Captain John Patrick Mason, General Shaw. <laughs> what are you? I'm Gotham's record. Personally, I think you're a fucking idiot. This is your liberation. Patriotism is the virtue of the vicious, according to Oscar Wilde. Your punishment must be more severe. Oh. Thank you for making my point. <laughs> it's like the same voice all the way through. It's not. And that's that's basically what I was getting at, so... It really, uh, dude. Sean Connery is fucking Scottish. Bane is more British. Stop we're it not, already. We're not, I'm we're tired not of def- I'm tired we're of not, it. 
I'm not talking accents. We're talking like the holy fuck. It's more it's more the reverb than anything else. Reverb makes know? it the reverb makes it worse. That's what it is. It's the reverb that really adds to that Sean Connery ish. Yeah, but yeah, do you see the beast. <laughs> I think Have you're you a fucking idiot. <laughs> League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm not even uh, a Sean Connery fan. All right. Number I looked him in that one. I did Sorry, like. So- yeah, I don't think Steve uh, Stephen Norrington should have been blacklisted by uh, uh, by Hollywood for that, but they did. I liked him in that because they portrayed him as like old and losing his talent. <laughs> it was a perfect uh, role. The number six what? film is The Odd Life of Timothy Green with $6.2 million. It's made $36 million. No budget again. Heard mm. anything on that one, Chris? That's the one the kid sprouts out of the ground. Yep. Family yep. love fest. Mm-hmm. Not so much. If I go to see a movie like that, people start looking at me funny when I'm like you know, in the theater. <laughs> I'm sitting there by myself and they're like, oh, what the hell is he doing in here? That's because you keep muttering to yourself while you're watching it. Oh, yes, that's true. And ferociously <laughs> masturbating. Oh, wait a minute. No, never mind. No, that was that was Paranorman. That's coming up next. <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> All right, the number five film is Paranorman with six point five million. It's made thirty eight. No budget. Um, I I do want to see it. I know Scott and I were talking about about this last week that zombies have literally gone into the mainstream. Um, whereas, a matter of fact, uh, there was a TV show. Called, there's a TV show called Castle, which has yeah. uh, what's his face in it from Serenity, and he was also in pants. Nathan Fillion. Nathan yeah. Fillion, and they did a whole zombie episode, and uh. and and it was after Scott had had said, you know what, I'm not into zombies anymore. It's gone too much mainstream, and I was along the lines of, you know, I don't know, man, you know. And then I saw that, and I'm like, okay, you're right. If anybody listening to this wants to buy a copy, uh, a first printing copy of Walking Dead number one, the comic book, contact me. You're not going to be able to sell that here. No, I'm just mentioning though. I'm going to put it on eBay like this weekend. Yes, do that. Season Someone three is starting soon, so the hype, yeah. I, I, the, the last you know, the last auction I saw it went for a thousand dollars. I would do that soon because the yes. the hype around season three. You want to get that sold just around, you know, a couple of weeks before the show is ready to air when they're starting to show tons of commercials for it. Yes, and I think you'll get you'll, you'll you'll get some good money. All right, I agree. number 4, yes. The number 4 film is The Born Legacy with 7.2 million. It's made 96. It cost 125. I think that's a bit the budget is a bit high for a chance on bringing in someone other than Matt Damon. I as a Matt producer would have Mad Damon. I would have tried to get that made for probably half that. But but the the lead actors has he's uh, Hawkeye in the new Avengers film, which is doing great. He's a you know he was in the the Hurt Locker. He's a very popular actor. So right. I, I don't know why I, though. I like him. I even I like, like him. A, in that. I like a, I like him too. I like um, him in that TV show he was doing that cop show, The Irregulars. I think it was called. Okay. Yeah. It lasts like a season or two. I liked him. I I think he he. He, uh, I like him. I like Mission Impossible Three. I thought he was great in that Four. Sorry, Four. Ghost he played, Protocol. He played Jeffrey Dahmer in that Jeffrey Ghost Dahmer movie. See, Ghost Protocol. He was great in that Jeffrey Dahmer. He played a great Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, almost Jeremy, as good. Jeremy Renner is his name. Yes. Yeah, that's what I said. I thought he was terrible. As, Didn't you uh, just say that, that guy? 
Yeah, that's why I said Jeremy Renner. I didn't know you said Jen- uh, Jeremy Renner. I thought you just said that guy. I like that no, guy. No, of course not. What that whole that didn't they mix like scenes from the last Bourne movie in with this one to try and to make it plausible? Like why? I think they went out of their way to show Matt Damon they in get- trailer saying this was just the tip of the iceberg. Because if you're gonna try and carry a franchise, think- you're gonna want to make the new guys like okay, th- we really fucking mean it. This guy's fucking badass. If you thought Matt yeah, but- Damon was badass, wait do you get this guy? But so they, I, didn't they? Didn't they actually like? There's a scene in the movie where one of the office cronies is calling someone. In in the last Born movie with Matt Damon, he's calling someone like Born's here in New York or whatever. Yeah. Okay. And in the new movie, they actually use that scene and he's and and they show him talking, and he's talking to a guy in the new movie who wasn't right. in the last one. So mm-hmm. it's like. They make it set, make it seem like it's going on at the same time. They tie it. Yeah, in. that's what okay. that's what I got from it. Yeah, that, like they tie it in so it's happening simultaneously. That yeah. once he goes rogue, they they scrap the whole genome project. So because he's a super soldier, they like they, they injected them with shit. He's like mm-hmm. Captain America, but uh, but but uh, you know, not unless it's unless it's Captain America. I'm just not in, I'm not buying into it. I mean, <laughs> I like the whole born identity when it was Richard Chamberlain for Christ's sakes. I mean. You know the early born identity, the first one uh-huh. that they made. That's I like spy stuff, and that makes sense. And then it, it got too crazy with the whole, like the genetic engineering. Like if I want to go see that movie, I'll go see Captain America. Yeah, I agree with you. When I saw the whole sci- science thing in there, I was like, oh, good. So now they messed with his DNA, so it's not just that he's like an awesome spy, but yeah. but he's actually they they made him an awesome spy. Uh, you know. It, yeah, I'm with you. It's like it's one step. Like, do we really need to go that far to make him like a hard ass? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I agree with you. Suspension of disbelief. That's all it is. Ah, bullshit. <laughs> right. Sure. Because I'm sure our, our our U.S. government isn't trying to work on that. I'm not anymore. saying it's not. Imp- I'm not saying it's not plausible. I'm just saying, did you really need to go that one step further? This, you know, it's it's it's, it's like Highlander two. Make it's like making them aliens in Highlander two. Did you really need to take it a step further? No. Yeah. <laughs> they could have made it like he was just another part of the regular program. I would I would totally buy it. You know. Oh yeah, it's great. But now he's part cat or whatever the frig he is, genetic engineered uh, douchebaggery. Right. <laughs> well, that'd be great if they, if they crossed over uh, the Born Legacy with like uh, the Island of Doctor Moreau. <laughs> <laughs> Call in dog boy. Have the little dog fetus dog man boy. running around. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. All right. The number three film is The Expendables 2 with $9 million. It uh, It's made $66 million and it cost $100 million. Really? Yeah. I think the, the first I, film only cost 80 and it I made $100 million. And this film cost 100 and it's approaching what the first film cost so it's it's not a complete reverse realistically they should have kept the budget the same or even less because sequels tend to do worse they don't not in a bad way it just doesn't really ever make as much money as Mm -hmm. the first film you know when Um, that'll do good that'll do good in in like buying when they come out like when you buy it video foreign market you know it's probably dvd sir Mm -hmm. dvd not video sir you can't just say DVD anymore. It's DVD, Blu-ray, video on right. demand. It's not know. video. What's well, I mean, I video just watched on demand. the first one. Streaming. I just, it's not called I just pay-per-view watched the first anymore. One yesterday. And what'd you think? I enjoyed it. 
It was fun. It was fun. In terms of what it was, it was an action movie. I, yeah. You know. Yeah, it's just a mindless you know, hour was, and a half. That's all. It was a throwback to the nice old-fashioned days when action movies were actually action movies and not like born, the born identity. Yeah, it didn't it have didn't... to be a... Yeah, it was real men doing real things and a lot of guns and a lot of fighting, and it didn't have to be uh, a super-secret spy story or Mission and, Impossible to be an action film. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And it didn't have to be wire foo either. Exactly, you know? yeah. Because that killed the action movie. Like, The Matrix killed traditional action movies. Yeah, I was watching The Matrix yesterday, uh, as a matter of fact, because I ripped it uh, onto my media server, and I'm watching it, and I'm still enjoying it, but I'm just saying to myself, wow, this is the film, like you just said, this is the film that really, the amount of wire work in movies after this was just staggering. Oh, yeah. And you everything know? had that that Shark Week for this year had that Matrix camera. You know that, like, did it? the whole ring of cameras? Yeah. Uh, yeah, the ring of camera thing, and also the, uh, the CGI. I think it really brought CGI into the action series right. with the second and third one. Although I, I will mm-hmm. say this, the wire work and all of that, still it works for the Matrix even now because of the fact that it's this alternate reality. You know, they're, they're, they're stepping out into uh, the Matrix and they can do all these things because they're, they're, it's like this virtual world. It still works because of that. Yeah. Whereas, you know, you, you look at a film like, you know, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, where they're doing the same thing, and, you know, visually it's beautiful, but it's like, yeah, no, you can't really do that. See, but that worked for me on a different level because it was, I guess it was because it was filmed so differently. But well, sword and fantasy. You know, yes. Whole it was, yeah, no, and, and I, I agree yeah. with that. I agree with that, sure. But, like, um, here's, a, here's a good example. Like, uh, you know, they use that wire foo, and they also use, like, the camera stuff, that Charlie's Angels movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, I like that, yeah. Full throttle. Didn't no, he's like talking about the se- second one. Full throttle or the first one? No, he said the first one. I can't remember. I know The Matrix came out, and then didn't the Charlie's Angels movie come after The Matrix? Yeah, the Charlie's yeah. Angels came out first in 2000 one. or 2001. The Matrix was in 99. Had the yeah. wire work going. Yeah, they, they were on the wire work oh, sure. That. But they also had that camera thing where, like, you know, the camera rotates around the person, and it stops. And didn't they yeah. also have that? That no. was in like every movie. After no, I don't. I don't think they had that in Charlie's Angels. No, I don't think they did. They did slow mo, but they didn't do like the the Matrixy freeze frame. I, I don't believe so. I have to go back and watch it again. They did. I seem to no, you know what they? No, they substituted slow mo for the freeze frame. Yeah, yeah. It was more okay. slow mo. Uh, the one thing that they do now in a lot of films that is starting to get old is where they, like, in an action scene, they'll zoom in on it real quick and then zoom back out, or they'll zoom in on it and they'll keep on it. That's starting to get fucking old. You can blame J.J. Abrams for a lot of that. Yeah. There's, a lot of shit that J.J. Abrams did is like is now like just like uh, um, sun flares. Yep. J.J. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Abrams like made that where you have to watch anything you watch now is sun flares in it. Digitally added in sun flares. So it looks flare. like a yeah. So it looks like a, a sun flare you couldn't avoid. Yeah. Like we're, we're we're artificially creating things we tried to avoid creating twenty years ago. Yeah. Like Star Trek. Star yeah. Trek was full of lens flare. Mm-hmm. Every. Every ten seconds, there was lens flare in that movie. Lens flare and shaky cam in space. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's all right. Moving my, on is uh, the number. What? I'm sorry. No, no, sorry. <laughs> uh, it's the number two film, and that's Lawless, or known as the Wettest Country, uh, before they changed the name. Uh, with ten million <laughs> in its opening weekend, I wonder why they changed the name. Uh, How wet that country? It was so wet. How wet your country? <laughs> That wet country. <laughs> My country wet. is so wet. <laughs> anyway, 
Was that bootleg movie? Bootleggers? Yeah, yeah, yeah the bootlegger film, yep. Yes, uh, I 12 million, some- it must have opened a midnight opening, and there was no budget on that either. That movie must have cost a lot of money, thinking, I mean, you got Shia La, what's his name? Shia LaBeouf! Yep, <laughs> Gary Oldman, Tom, Tom Hardy, Hardy, Guy Pierce. Oh, I'm sure it, it's, you know, high production. Yeah, um, that looked slick. I don't know if I, I, I don't know. I definitely see it. Yeah, I'd watch and it. And the number one movie for the ah. weekend is The Possession. No fucking shock there. What the fuck? Really? With seven, yeah, with $17.7 really? in its opening weekend, and no shock, the budget was only $14 million. Is that They're all we have these to films. do? I know. That's it. Uh, is, that the one, is that the one with the comedian from The Watchmen? Yes. Uh, is that the one, or is it the other one? There's two. There's one a Sam Raimi Presents, and then there's another one. Um, yeah, the this is the, the Sam Raimi. Throat. Yeah, it, the apparition. Yes. The apparition is the other one. Yeah, I and think it the, is... I've, what? It is the Sam Raimi Presents with uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who was the comedian in Watchmen. Yeah. What, this uh, one? Yeah, the no interest. Right. Yeah, the possession. No interest in seeing that at all. I'm fucking tired of the possession films. I'm tired right. of of fucking paranormal crap. I'm tired of seeing it on TV. I love what you posted on my uh, on my Facebook. <laughs> the what was it? Uh, ghost hunters go find ghosts, and when they do, they run away or some shit like that. Yeah. So it, it just. It, I'm so tired of the genre. So tired of it. I will take zombies any fucking day of the week. Yeah, over, I would over this fucking genre. Well, it, you know, it, it's become. I don't its care own how mainstream zombies get. Any kind of any kind of uh, possession or exorcist film these days has that kind of they steal they steal half of their stuff from the Japanese films. So you, they have yes. like the shaky body thing or the long hair thing. Uh, or that they, creepy, crackety voice that. Ah, right. You know. Now the, and the big thing too is something coming out of somebody's mouth. Mm-hmm. It's something right. coming out of someone's mouth somewhere, like some yeah. Part of their I mean, they're, they're, they're running out of ideas for that shit. And this one, it was a pair of fingers. They ran out yeah. of ideas twenty yeah. years ago. Well, no, for, I'm just saying. I'm just saying they're, they're continually running out of ideas, and they're walking down the stairs backwards and upside down, and that you know, the fucking walking. Exorcist. Yeah, the Exorcist did it first, and then did the extended director's cut, and they put it back in, and now everyone's done it. Since I will, and, and that was done 35 years ago. I will Almost say 40, this. Almost 40 years ago, I'm sorry. I will say this. I did catch one that I thought I'd hate and turn out not to be too bad. Surprisingly, the one called Insidious. That's on Netflix oh. now. I was going to watch it. But I you know what's interesting about that? Surprisingly, it wasn't that, that bad. What? Now, I, I get the suspicion that that was the Poltergeist remake, and they redid the script and just made it Insidious. No, I don't think so. Now, here's here's where here's I haven't seen. I haven't seen it. I've only. I, I know that. That's why I'm going to tell you. Here's what will win okay. you over. What's going to win you over is that they went really low. All of the like the ghost sequences, it's not CGI. It's like uh, it's almost like uh, Twilight Zoney, where it's okay. Now I'm in a dark room with with a, a staircase coming out of nowhere, and there's three smiling people on the couch. It's like bizarre shit. It's not your typical oh. uh, ghosty ghosty. And that's what you ever see. Have you ever seen the Sentinel? The movie The Sentinel. I have. With, I, I just got a copy. Is that the one with the gateway to hell in the uh, the basement of an uh, apartment house? Yeah, yeah, it's like with, I think, um, I know Beverly D'Angelo's in it. 
And yeah, I, yeah, I saw that a long time ago. Yes, that movie was creepy, and like because you had like the three creepy old people sitting on the sh- on the couch. That that's the kind of scary. I would rather go for these days. I, I, I just actually acquired a double feature. I, I, it's the Sentinel, which is the uh, the Doorway to Hell one, and then the Entity, which is the ghost raping one. Yep, saw both as a kid. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, I remember. Really I remember my mother inviting Space over Space a bunch of her friends to watch it, and I'm like, why would a bunch of women sit down to go out of their way to watch this thing? Because it and has to do with ghost rape. I, uh, I don't know. I the just Sentinel, remember walking the Sentinel in. Has a Beverly D'Angelo masturbation scene in it. Ah. Well, it's ghost rape. And it's based on a true story, by the way, the entity. That's why it's a big deal, because there was a woman... They actually did... uh, Yeah, repeatedly. Ghost specials. Yeah, over years, throughout her life, it would follow her around and and rape her repeatedly. They 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 got it on film. I I can say that. I've had a dream where I've been raped by a a ghost chick. Can't you just say that's a dream? Like... Well, I, I think this, they actually got, like, documented evidence of it doing it to her. Oh, I'm not They're, saying I believe it. I'm just saying it's it's documented. That's why they made the film. It's like it's supposed to be a true true event that if was. If I can scientific, get a word in, scientifically investigated. Sorry. We're talking about ghosts. Go ahead. If I can get a word in, there are yeah. there are specials. You know, like Fox did them, ABC, NBC. They did specials about this woman and her case with footage and uh, pictures and all of that shit. So there is footage uh, about it. It's been documented. Yeah. Hmm. Well, you just said it's been documented. I'm saying that they actually had primetime specials about it. Ghost raping. I want to stay a step further. That's right. Tune in at 11. Who raped who? Are ghost raping your children? Turn in at 11. That's right. (laughs) Or or just check in their room right now. Please, hurry up. (laughs) Hurry up. We'll let you know at 11. We're not going to let you know now, even though it's important. Stay tuned. none None of those horror movies... Get, getting back, none of those horror movies that come out now, like Possession or Paranormal Activity crap, that does nothing. Absolutely nothing. I agree with Joey on that one. Nick. No, I'm with you, too. The Insidious was a weird case because it turned out to be actually cool because of the directions, like the filming style of it. But you're yeah. right. No, and the Haunted House movies are my... Uh, that's my irk. Now, that's wasn't Insidious written or directed or a combination uh, by uh, some some of the people that did the Saw series? Uh, so, somebody involved was with Saw, yeah. Was it the, the director wrote I, the I, original Saw, I think? Do not remember. Do not remember. I think uh, I, I think that's... I'm not going to look it up. I just don't, but you're right. All somebody right. with Saw is involved with it. And right. it, the, the big thing was they tried to put a twist on it so <laughs> it's, so it's not the house that's it's haunted. It's the person themselves, that kind of thing. But I say, right. it's, it's worth it for the filming stuff. It's got a little kid in it. It's always a little fucking kid. <laughs> or, or midget. Why is there always creepy little kids in there, though? I don't understand. Because little kids are fucking creepy and evil. <laughs> yeah, but you don't have to make it a horror movie. They're just little kids, and it's creepy evil. You don't need... I don't know. <laughs> All right, like, let's go know. ahead and do the finger list. <laughs> now, uh, we'll work from our bottom up with the number 10 film, and that's Hope Springs, 2016 Obama's America, The Campaign, the Dark Knight Rises, The Odd Life of Timothy Green, Paranorman, The Born Legacy, The Expendables 2, Lawless, and The Possession. So we'll let uh, we'll let Chris go first. Mm-hmm. Now, oh, you know what? what do I do? Oh. Scott, explain it to everyone. Anyone listening for the first time? 
Well, that'd be um, the finger list is out of the top ten films from the last week. Which one would you rather cut your pinky finger off rather uh, instead of seeing in the theater? Ooh! Wow! Do you want me to hmm. run through the list for you again? Yeah, please, please do. All right. At number ten is Hope Springs, uh, Obama's America, The Campaign, The Dark Knight Rises, The Odd Life of Timothy Green, Paranorman. The Born Legacy, The Expendables 2, Lawless, and The Possession. Wow, I might have to say it's a cross between Hope Springs or Obama. <laughs> Two very I'm not, good choices. I mean, I'm, I mean I'm, I'm completely not an Obama fan, but <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I would have to say, I don't know. I don't want to see, I don't want to see Tommy Lee Jones being romantic. So I would say I wouldn't go see. I'd cut off my pinky. Going Hope Springs. Yeah, Scott. Definitely. How after you, sir? I am also going to go Hope Springs. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna break the uh, break the tie there and go with Possession. Really? Yeah. Yeah. As much as I don't like the genre, I think I'd be able to sit through the Possession in a theater better than Hope Springs. I really I don't think I'd be able to sit through that. Because, oh, you know, my... the, pos- the possession is going to be, what, an hour and 20 minutes, hour and 30 minutes? I guarantee Hope Springs is like two hours. Can I change my answer? Sure. <laughs> Paranorman. No. Fuck Come that. On. that. The only thing more annoying than watching a Disney zombie film is watching one that's been blatantly ripped off from the odd the Dean Koontz Odd Thomas series. Uh, it, it, it irritates me the entire time. And I don't know. Hope- I, I mean... Is there anything attractive about Meryl Streep or Tommy Lee Jones? Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, and Hope Springs is a two-hour film, and The Possession is a ninety-minute movie. So, yeah, I'm sticking with Hope Springs. I would not who, see that. Paranormal. Is it, who's the Who's the um, the uh, like the therapist in that in that Steve Hope Springs? Carell. Steve yeah, Carell. you know what? I'm done with him. Yeah. Oh no! 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 Steve Carell is not. I'm still good with Steve Carell. You know what I saw that I liked with him? Uh, that stupid, uh, crazy, stupid love or whatever the fuck that was. Yeah. I actually thought that was a decent flick. The kid was good in that. And so was Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. I have a, new, I have a very newfound respect for him. Steve Carell keeps a nice balance between stupid shit I got to do to make a living and important stuff that's like actually a good film. He has a nice balance on those. I want to see that one he's coming out in where, he, where the world's coming to an end. That looks awesome. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, a Friend for the End of the World or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And that looks like a great film. You can tell he's still picking films he wants to be in, but every now and then, okay, here's the money film. Here's the film I want to do. He keeps a nice balance. He hasn't gone ape shit. He hasn't pulled like, uh, he hasn't pulled like an Adam Sandler where he's just doing the same shit over and over and over and over. Right. No, I, I'm, I'm still, I, I, I'm, I'm fine yeah. with Steve Carell. I don't yeah, I, I gotta disagree there, Chris. Steve Carell still got some more more spunk in him. I know. I like I like the I like the movie that crazy stupid love for Ryan. I like Ryan Gosling in that. I thought he was he's hot. After ever since <laughs> Drive, I, no, ever since I you know I used to think he was a joke. But then I watched Drive and I really liked him in Drive. Oh, Drive was fucking, great. Fucking amazing film. Yeah. Really liked that movie. It was like reminded me of like Miami Vice and Michael Mann movies. You, you know, know like, movie I first saw him in. Not, 
it's a direct nod to that like seventies European like slow directing style. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Joey. I didn't mean the jump. No, no, on you it's there. okay. The first movie I ever saw Ryan Gosling in was uh, the Sandra Bullock film Numbers. And when I watched the film, I was I was what I just I thought his performance in the movie. Is I'm that, like, what is that? The time travel one? No. What's the one with, where she's in where the, where her husband keeps dying in the future? Oh past? yeah, that's. Um, I never saw that. I need to go. I need to watch uh, that. What, what's the name it of it? It began with an I. It was in something. In something. Is that the Keanu Reeves movie? No, no that's the treat no. thing. No, no. Um, this one where she keeps waking up on her like she keeps waking up on different days of the week, and she's trying to solve the mystery of why her husband's dead or whatever. Yeah, I'll tell you what it was. It was called Premonition. Yeah, I never saw that. Because I am a sucker for time travel films, and I still haven't seen that one. Yeah. It, Sorry, off topic. I'm not, but you mentioned her, and I just pre- it popped in my right. head. Premonition is uh, that film. Um. Yeah, I mean, that was the first film I ever saw him in was Numbers, and when I saw it, I'm like, wow, you know, this kid, he's good, he's young, but he's he's got some chops. I could see that he could be a good actor, and sure enough. Right down the line, he's eventually going to get an Oscar nomination uh, at what, some point. What's that, what's that yeah. numbers movie about? Him and a friend of his are accused of murder or killing people by numbers. And uh, the, the friend is uh, Michael Pitt. The actor Michael Pitt is his oh, friend. I, I fucking hate him. Sorry. <laughs> he, grew up, he grew up in South Orange, went to school with my cousin. Oh really? In West Orange, yeah. He he went to North a, Academy with my cousin, and I wanted and, and he was at parties, and I wanted to punch him in his stupid, retarded Leonardo DiCaprio rip-off face. Sorry. <laughs> That's not his fault. <laughs> I just I, I don't know. I can't. I'm just looking at him. Like that's why I don't watch. I never watched Boardwalk Empire because of him. Can't stand. Oh, I, I thought he was very good in Boardwalk Empire. The first film I ever saw him in was Bully, which was the. Um, oh, he yes, was in Bully. Uh, he was in Bully. What was he in Bully? He was just one of the, the fucking idiot friends that oh, okay. helped, helped them kill uh, what's it, the, the guy. He wasn't one of the main ones. No, 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 no. The uh, only movie I liked Nick Stahl was, was the main character and the, yeah. the, the girl and the other guy. Um, the only movie I ever liked with him was The Dreamers with uh, Eva Green. Mm-hmm. And it was like a Bernardo Bertolucci movie. Right. And just because Eva Green was in the movie, that's the only reason why I, I was interested. And uh, yeah, that was the only movie I can't stand. I just looking at him, I'm like, why does he get to be famous? That's murder by numbers, sir. It wasn't it just called numbers. Uh, Ryan Gosling, it's murder by numbers. Murder? Oh, I thought it was just numbers. Yeah, there's a TV show called Numbers. Maybe you're thinking about that. Maybe. I'm trying to figure out the first Ryan Gosling film I ever saw, and and I'm not seeing anything here. I'm. Probably the fucking notebook. I never saw the notebook. Thank you're, you. You're lying. I'm not. <laughs> you're a liar. I don't think you're I've a, ever actually you're seen... You're a fucking liar. He was in a movie as a kid. No, he was in a movie as a kid that was pretty popular, wasn't he? Like, uh, he, he Goosebumps thing, this, that, but nothing I've seen. Uh, I don't think I've ever actually seen him in a film until Drive. I just seen, like, I've seen him other places but everything every film he's ever been in remember the titans I never watched that shit the remember, believer he, no well it shows oh, that remember he had the a cameo titans. he was the remember the titans he was the racist the one who got like who was like the racist that come comes around 
like or maybe at the very end. Right. Or, I I remember him from that. That's where but I how old from. how old was he when he did that? 18, 19 years old. It was like at the very beginning of his career. Murder by Numbers was the very next thing he did. And then Fracture, he's been I never saw that. Consistently making movies since then. Fracture was with uh, with uh, Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, uh, I've never seen any of his films. Drive is the first Ryan Gosling film I ever actually watched. Oh, really? Yeah. So there you go. I just I heard he was um, he was really good in that film Blue Valentine. Uh, but, but, the... but 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 it's 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 Blue Valentine. Oh, Blue Valentine. You know, shit. I wanted Blue to Valentine. watch that. Yeah. Oh no, the... it's supposed to be really good. It's a very you know uh, depressing, dramatic. Him and uh, his wife is played by Mich- Michelle Williams. It's just supposed to be just really f- slit your wrist drama. Yeah, Lars and the Real Girl. Right, which I never saw. Lars and the Real Girl, a girl which I I never saw, but I heard great things about it. You know, you know, what? I've wanted to see Blue Valentine since I heard uh, Patton Oswalt on a podcast, and he mentioned it, and he said, "Oh, you know what? When I saw that, the first thing that came to my head was, oh, good, they're making films for adults now." <laughs> Yeah. Well, you starting a jet over there, Chris? What's going on? You okay? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> There's like all these weird sucking noises coming from your side. Oh, no, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> keep, Wait, in no, mind, I... keep in mind I'm alone. <laughs> I, I, think we, I think we should end the show on that. <laughs> Fine. Um, but right. I, uh, yeah, I guess we're done. <laughs> I think so. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Chris, for joining us as well. Episode 85 of Movie Sucktastic, getting closer to the 100th episode. Still don't know what we're going to do, but it should be good. We're going to make it special, I think. Oh, Uh, yeah. Yeah. Please download our podcast at iTunes. Give us reviews. Please go to our website, and you can download them there for free. Uh, That's moviesucktastic.com. You can go to our blog, which is boothreviews.blogspot.com, or, yeah, that's right. Um, you can also leave us email at the, or themovieguys at moviesucktastic.com. You can leave us voicemail at 908-514-4470. Anything, uh, anybody want to plug anything? Megaforce. Megaforce! Megaforce! That'll be next week's episode. Scott and I will be reviewing Megaforce. Maybe we'll get another guest in for next week's show. That uh, Maybe we might get Matt Farley, which would be fun. We'll ask him to join us. Um, anybody have any wisdom for uh, before we go? Yes. Words, not action. I meant, no, action, not... Sorry. Action, oh, not words. Never mind. Action. Yeah, I'll, just, I'll shut up. <laughs> I'll say... Eat your cereal with a fork and do your homework in the dark. Very good advice. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that I've was done uh, that. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye, Bye. everybody. We'll talk to you <laughs> next week.